Man, I feel like we were just here. Uh, literally and metaphorically. And both of those are true, I think. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were just here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you were here in spirit. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, I always am. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that while you guys were recording your DCEU, the Rise and Fall episode yesterday, I probably was recording my Last of Us episode three yeah. episode. Which, uh, by the way, man, like that episode, that show has just been chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, episode three was, I, I don't know that, um, I, I, and we won't spoil it here, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know that I've ever been left that emotionally like rocked by an episode of television. Not not yeah. in a positive way. Right. Like season eight of Game of Thrones, I was just like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> like I, that happens a lot, right? But I mean, like in a way where after I turned it off, I just had to kind of sit there with it mm-hmm. for a little while. I mean, it for you know, it, I, and we kind of talked about this. Like for art to be able to make you feel that, like that's what it's for. Right. You know, that's like the goal. Yeah. So amazing. No, uh, agreed. And I think it's even more impressive when you consider that. Especially for um, for the people who aren't familiar with the games, but also for those who are familiar with the game, it's like we take a a pretty big departure, and now we have we're dealing with characters who we don't know, and it's like a, kind of a quasi bottle episode, and yeah, so we're dealing with these other characters, getting to know them, and by the end of that hour, it's this whole emotional thing. And I'm like, that was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, it it was off the chain, man. Mm -hmm. Like just as far as like being able to to predict what was going to happen. Cause like when, when, uh, when Kevin came on and did the first two episodes, you know, we had a little segment at the end where we're like, okay, full spoilers. Like, okay, let's talk about what we think is going to happen next time. And, uh, we talked about it a little bit and then the episode came on and I was like, yeah, we were, we were entirely wrong. Mm. So it's like, there. It doesn't matter how much you know about the game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that season one is going to end in the same place that the first game ends. But between here and there, man, it. <laughs> nobody could tell you. I mean, right. other than uh, Neil Druckmann. Yeah, yeah, he's about the only one, and that frightens me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, his mad scientist nonsense seems to be working out for the show. Yeah, and I think that's really the medium that that Neil wanted all along. Right. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people right now are talking about a Last of Us three, like the video game, and uh, I don't know if we ever. I mean, if we get it, it won't be because of Neil. It'll be because of Sony and Naughty Dog, right? Uh, and I'm sure they want Neil there to to do it, but I think that Neil is more interested in telling his stories in a more traditional manner, uh, a la TV shows and movies. I think that's what he's more interested in. Yeah, I actually don't think he maybe ever set out to really make a video game. He actually shopped Last of Us 1 around several different places before he landed with the video game. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly what he wanted to do. And I think that, you know, I, and I've always really said that Last of Us works better mm-hmm. as a movie or a TV show. I mean, I think this, like, long-form, like, premium TV format is really the ultimate, like, medium for it. I think it's the perfect medium for it. Uh, you know, and people will be like, no, man, it's a great game. I'm like, look, man, uh, you know, I, I, I ain't mad at you for liking it. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. it's better as a show. And I think, like, 
episode three is probably the you know the the notary seal on that statement because they couldn't have told that story in the game right yeah you're right they couldn't there's no place for that in the in the game and, and there's been a few detractors who've said there's no place for that in the TV show they, they view it as uh, filler they view it as like Something that here's my thing about that, okay, and and I promise we'll get off the last of us because you literally just covered this less than 24 hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Check that out on an evolved review, by the way. If you guys are enjoying this, I promise you it's much better on his own platform. Uh, But the the whole purpose of like video games like The Last of Us is to draw emotions from you, and uh, the video game has its own way of doing it that works for that type of platform and the uh, the changes or the ad- uh, adaptations they made for the TV show are also made to do the same thing so yes while there is an overarching narrative uh, things don't always have to serve the narrative things also can serve the characters but in this case in this rare uh, instance that episode actually served not to service the uh, the narrative or even the the characters because I mean I'm not gonna spoil anything here but I mean it, it doesn't really do much for Joel or Ellie Who's right. our, who are our main characters, uh, but it actually goes to service like the overarching tone and theme of the show, right? So I, in that regard, I think this is a very important episode to the season. It was world building via character, yeah, and uh, that is both I think one of the most effective forms of world building and the hardest to pull off. Yes. And uh, they <laughs> nailed it. So, uh, yeah, man, since I got you on the spot here, you coming on next week to do episode four, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, and now that I've said it on, on the microphone, there's no take-backs. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no takes-backs. <laughs> the legal teams all have it from here. It would be not hilarious because I don't want this to happen, but it would be, like, in a way hilarious if episode four was just, like, the worst fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, well, see, I told everybody this was going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to sit there and take it. And, uh, <laughs> be like, like, this man's been talking about this for years. <laughs> now, one thing real quick, though, is yeah. like, uh, and I talked about this with Stan yesterday. If if they do, were to, if they were to come out with a, a like a, a Last of Us 3, you know, uh, Neil Druckmann has confirmed that it's not even in, like, early development. Like, they have no plans right now for one. So, like... It's a triple A title. It's a six or seven year development cycle now. Yeah. You're, you're going to get it on the, the PlayStation 6 like midway through its life cycle. It, right. You know, the show is going to be an afterthought. You know, Bella Ramsey is going to be like 35. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, if they do a third one, I hope it doesn't have anything to do with the characters from the first and second game. You're going to play the whole game as like a, uh, like a 50 year old Abby. God damn! Yeah, and the whole the whole game premise is finding her steroid supplier uh, because goddamn girl ain't no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but speaking of that, just really quick here, um, it's always interesting for me um, looking at certain adaptations because you know, like look at what the MCU was able to do with their adaptations. You know, like in especially in those first three phases, how they were able to take like uh, Iron Man's like early 2000s origin and make that into a perfect movie, you know, a perfect origin movie, right. uh, how they're able to uh, utilize like uh, Winter Soldier and adapt it, Civil War, uh, the 
2006 Guardians of the Galaxy run into like a this really excellent movie that that's like pays perfect homage to the comics and it's like seeing those adaptations are like man that's really fucking cool and clever but there's certain things that you have to change because certain things work in comic books that don't work in the movie and vice versa and it's like that medium shift has got to be way bigger I assume for like video game to movie you know or TV show and uh, the reason I was thinking about that is because I'm sure you've heard that uh, I believe it's Sony in association with HBO again they're trying to do a God of War TV show. And I, I really do think that that one is way harder than this one because mm-hmm. the budget is going to have to be absurd. The, Where do you start that game at? I, I mean, I that don't, movie. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a TV show. show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I guess maybe you would try to follow a similar format of this and you would try to adapt the first game, but then I'm like, your viewers aren't going to get that. So, like, do you do... Do you try to maybe do like a condensed version of the very first two God of War games in uh, like a season one and then maybe like three in a season two? Or or more accurately, you probably would do two seasons and you would do God of War one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then at, in season three, you time skip it and you bring Atreus in and start at the God of War 2018 game. Right. Um, because I feel like there's no way to tell the Norse story without the Greek story in the back right in the background. Yeah, that was my hang up. Yeah. Unless they're gonna do like a Lord of the Rings style like ten minute opening where Kratos is like <laughs> Oh you know, I was bored one day, you know, Sparta. And, he, and our god showed up and he was a dick. <laughs> I think you may have just given it away. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I, I think that they're gonna try to fast track it because if we're being honest they don't care to adapt the first three games. They want to do right. 2018 and Ragnarok. Yeah, and that's what we want, too. Yeah, and that's what we want, too. Yeah. But like you said, you can't do that without those that original trilogy. So I will say this. If they adapt those storylines, I am officially over the uh, gruff older guy escorts a younger kid around. Mm-hmm. That trope's done for me. Like It's you, done. You, uh, you had uh, Mando and Grogu. Yeah. Fantastic. We even got a second Pedro Pascal version of that <laughs> right. with Ellie and Joel. We got... Uh, a few years ago, we got Logan. We got Geralt and Siri. Geralt and Siri. Uh, which yeah. that's about to be over with, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then and then they'll do uh, Kratos and Atreus, and then I'm done. Like, after mm-hmm. that, sorry, like, you got to find another trope to yeah. exploit. Right, got to find something else to do. What, what would be the next big craze? Because right now, that's the one. Well, Last of Us could revive zombies. I hope not though. I hope that was a, yeah. that was a dark time. It was it was a long dark phase. Uh, maybe vampires will come back. Only if Blade is like amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, that would if, be incredible. If Blade is amazing. It, I think it will. Or you know, here's the thing: is like uh, we talk about like time being uh, cyclical and how like everything just repeats itself. I mean, Yellowstone is a huge deal. Uh, it has spawned off these massive. Like prequels and everything else, I mean the western could come back. It could, you know. I mean, I, I would yeah. say honestly, it is back to an, to an extent. It's it's not, you know, where the superhero genre is now, mm-hmm. where it's like everything was a damn western. But right. Like right now, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, it's at least a a resurgence. You know, it's it's in like the top three genres. I would say right now. Yeah, and I'm not mad at that. Uh, oh. I mean, yeah. So 
everything being in a cycle does work best, uh, except for superheroes. I'm going to need those to keep going on. I, I think they will, man. <laughs> yeah. Like if you listen to Kevin Feige talk about it, um, you know, he was like, you know, they were in the middle of making the Sam Raimi trilogy and, um, you know, the X-Men movies mm-hmm. started coming out. And back then people went, so when do you think this superhero craze is going to end? You know, and that was in what, 20, 2004? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, and they were like, oh, well, you know, it's got to be getting over with now. And then also, I mean, you remember when Batman versus Superman came out mm-hmm. and Civil War came out, people were like superhero fatigue. And that was, yeah, and that was 2016. Yeah. And that was also like very, uh, <clears throat> very bizarre timing, you know, because one of them was just starting the universe and stumbled out the gate. And the other one was in, in the midst of, you know, getting to like, like their big, you know, triumphant moments. Right. You know, and so I'm like, how in any way would it, would there be a, a dying craze right now? You know, speaking of superheroes, did anything happen, you know, lately in the superhero game that might have caused us to, you know, to to do this, you just you know. I, I thought you just wanted to hang out. I, I I thought so too. Yeah. I figured we just turn on the microphones. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess there was something that happened. Yeah, I'm trying to think, man. Um, uh, something with superheroes. Uh man, no, what what no. was it? Was it the the the? It was DC related. The yeah, DC, DC Legos video game. I oh, had replayed that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was it actually still holds up pretty good. Yeah, I actually thought that uh, that it was going to be uh, the the reveal that um, that we're going to have not only Aquaman and Lobo, but also Barry Allen, all going to be played by Jason Momoa now. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's take, not a thing. That's not a yeah. Thing. Take my money. Like, just go ahead and take it in all in the same yeah. movie. Oh yeah. yeah, all in the same movie. That would be amazing. He's going to do a Eddie Murphy, but with superhero characters. <laughs> But he placed them all the same. The same exact way. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, homies, uh, Caleb does bring up a really excellent point. But before we get too far into things, we do have to bring this thing in proper. So, homies, one and all, welcome back to a very special episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and this time I am here with my good friend, the homie Caleb. What up, what up? So glad to be back here on the show. The last time I was in this room... I was in immense pain. Yeah, we were uh, dying. Uh, th- there's this still photo that you sent from the Hot Ones Challenge that we did. You guys should really check that out, by the way. I, I advise checking out the video, especially. Uh, you guys can catch that on YouTube. Uh, what, what is the, the official name of that on the uh, Entertainment Evolve YouTube channel? So, it, Entertainment Evolve YouTube channel, uh, it's on there. Uh, I believe you can just do the Hot Ones Challenge, but I think the full title, I think it's Podcast United. And then the Hot Ones Challenge. But, yeah, if you go to the Entertainment Evolved YouTube channel, it's right there near the top. So um, it'll be pretty easy to find. Yeah. There was one still photo that you sent uh, from that uh, the Hot Ones Challenge of uh, of you and I in particular. And we looked like we were... (laughs) uh, We looked like we were uh, in in court and the judge is, like, reading out, like, reading off... Uh, our, our, our the time that we're getting, yeah, and, and <laughs> like and five years for uh, attempted armed armed robbery, and another ten years for aggravated assault, and like the look on our faces is just like fuck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. There were some incredible stills uh, from <laughs> that. Uh, not to get too uh, too much into a uh, like video production, uh, you know, episode here, but. 
Uh, I actually filmed that at 60 frames uh, so that if we needed to do, like, some slow-mo, like, reaction <laughs> stuff, we could do it. Um, there wasn't anything that bad, uh, but uh, it, people are seem to be really loving that episode. Yes. I think it's in the hundreds of views now. Yes. Um, getting some good reactions on there. Uh, people really like it. Uh, and uh, I am happy to say that there is more. We actually have some, like, bloopers and outtakes and stuff from that still, uh, and we're going to put those out at some point. So whenever I get bored and want to yeah. cobble all that together. That was so much fun. There's also a good, like, three-minute chunk of uh, us all uh, combining our powers trying to get one of the mics to work. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. And, and by the way, we failed. We yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah we, we failed horribly, yeah. Yeah, you think, like, all of those podcasters there, and we couldn't get a fucking microphone to work. It's the yeah. damnedest thing. Yeah, and, and then and then what, what we ended up actually setting up, we didn't use. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even use. Like, your cell phone did the job, like, perfectly. <laughs> yeah, the audio of yeah. that mic was trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But the reason we're here today, homies, is to talk about the recent news, the very recent news of the new DCU slate. And this pairs perfectly with the episode that Kevin and I literally just did about 24 hours ago. It's a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel. This is the fastest sequel turnaround that you that you guys will ever get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, with that being said, we knew that... Um, that James Gunn was going to announce uh, the, the latest slate of, uh, of DC films and, and television shows. And, uh, and so now we have uh, the slate here. And, yeah, I was really excited to see this. And I'm really excited for a lot of these pro- projects here that we have to announce and talk about here. And uh, this is going to be known as DCU Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Uh, yes, I, I dig that name a whole lot, uh, and, I, and I, I guess it's more the implications that I like more than anything else. I really love that because I love the Bruce Tim Gods and Monsters animated movie that they did a couple years ago. Yes, I absolutely dig that. It's my favorite Superman, actually. Mm. Um, you know, and, and then I so so let me be honest, and mm-hmm. and, and and I'm sure we're gonna get there when I when I. When they read off chapter one, Gods and Monsters, I was like, okay. I was like, uh, you know, you got my attention. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, you know, then it was just like, I wasn't super overwhelmed by, I mean, I, I, was, I, I, I wasn't over or underwhelmed. I was just whelmed mm-hmm. by, by what followed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um, there's a, I think maybe for the most part, I, I feel the same way, but there were, there were a few things in here that really popped me. that really got me excited. Uh, I can, we'll get there, but I can guess what they are right now. Uh, do, does the word, does the words Grant Morrison have anything to do? You with don't this? know me. Okay. All right. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought they might. And, the, and that also popped me as well. And look, and let me just, anything that I'm going to say here tonight about this lineup, let me just go ahead and preface it with this. James Gunn made a multi-billion dollar franchise about a green space assassin, a talking <laughs> raccoon, a fucking tree that says one thing over and over again. Like, he has a lot of credit, and I would never doubt this man. Now, if these start to come out and they are garbage, then fine. But this guy also came out with a show about... John Cena wearing the most ridiculous superhero <laughs> costume on the face of the earth. And I loved it. So, you know, 
He's got credit in the bank, man. You know, he's he's got yeah. a lot of credit with me. And you know, you know, same here. Uh, and just one quick note, man. Like with Peacemaker, had anyone else, and I stand beside the statement, had anyone else made that TV show, they would have changed his outfit. Right. He would not have that attire. Right. James Gunn leaned into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. He he loves the the obscure. Uh, and you can tell. He even talked about that uh, to a certain degree. Well, and it's very, and that's very useful right now mm-hmm. because we've talked about this a lot. You cannot come out of the gate with an average superhero movie anymore. Right. Because it's been done to death. And, and if you come out of the gate with a 7.0, I don't care how novel your script is, it's been done better already. Yeah. you got to come out with an 8.5 today. You have to. Uh, and, and that is, that's just the, the, the truth of the matter. Uh, because now you're you're not just competing with other Hollywood movies; you're competing with the superhero movies that have came before you, and uh, so they have a they have their work cut out for them, to say the least. Uh, but we can go ahead and get into this. Uh, so the first movie here uh, that we should talk about is Superman: A Legacy. Okay, so we're starting there. Yep, because there is a. Like an animated thing that's uh, yeah technically coming before this. But, okay, uh, you, you have them in the in the, like the release dates in order. Well, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can we can do yours then. Okay, that'd be, that'd right. be better. All right. Uh, so the first thing that's actually coming out, although Superman is the <laughs> that's that's what we're waiting for, but the first thing that's actually coming out is like an animated show called Creature Commandos. Yeah, yeah. And James Gunn wrote all of these episodes himself. All seven. Uh, seven episodes already been written, and this thing is uh. It, so I know Weasel is, is in it, uh, and what's interesting is that they, um, I don't have the whole line up here, I'm assuming you got that over there, but uh, they actually uh, are looking for uh, voice actors that will also play these same characters in live action, which tells me that they at least have their shit together on that. Right, frame. and that's pretty exciting. Uh, hopefully, Sebastian Stan isn't cast in any of this. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Sebastian Stan as Weasel. As we- <laughs> uh, yeah, so like the original uh, Creature Commandos, I mean, they're, they're pretty old school, you know, kind of obscure comic books. But, I mean, basically they're about a group of monsters who were tasked to take down the Nazis during World War II. And it was like Frankenstein's monster. Uh, it was like a, a werewolf. Um, you had uh, vampires. Um you know, things of that nature, and they were all teaming together to uh, fight Nazis. So it's, it's pretty crazy shit. And uh, you can see why something like this would uh, be very appealing to James Gunn. And like you mentioned, he uh, he is not only writing this, but he's already written all seven. Uh, is this a TV show or a movie? This is going to be a TV show. Okay. okay. Seven episodes, yeah. That's what I thought. Because, uh, like, uh, I had, like, two conflicting reports here. One said that uh, it was a seven-episode uh, series, and then the other thing said it was going to be, like, an animated movie. And I was like, motherfucker, which one? Uh, so, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, I like that they're they're already um, spanning animation, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, one of the things that I, I, you know, has been my he- one of my heavily heavy criticisms. Jeez, words are hard. Heavy criticism of Marvel has been... How disconnected, like, even though they're technically in the same universe, most of the TV stuff on Disney Plus feels very disconnected from what we're getting in the cinema. 
And it seems like that um, DC already has a leg up on on that because, I mean, like with Peacemaker, we saw most of the cast that was, you know, still around right. uh, from Suicide Squad. Like most of those same people were there, you know. Yeah. So and, and um, you know, I, I think that that uh, creating a more cohesive universe across the different mediums is fantastic. And James Gunn has said that that's going to include animated shows, TV shows, and video games even. And uh, that. That kind of connectivity is the opposite of what the DCEU was, whereas everything felt so disjointed and separate from one from one another, and in a lot of cases they were like they just didn't have any kind of cohesive u- uh, uh, union in the DCEU, and so so far yeah, um, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens here with Creature Commandos. Uh, obviously, we don't have a whole lot of information yet, <clears throat> other than seven episodes already written by James Gunn. Uh, James Gunn is also very hands-on. I was very surprised to see how many of these projects uh, he has, like, uh, a direct control over. You know, and and I think that's going to be the contention. Um, And and honestly, this whole thing may live or die on that. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to have to see how much James Gunn can get away with, like, writing and directing since he's running the studio. Right. Uh, You already let the cat out of the bag a little bit with, with uh, Superman, he wants to direct it. Yeah, uh, Peter, Peter Safran wants, wants him to him direct, direct it. it. Yeah. Everyone wants him to direct it. I actually think a James Gunn Superman is like one of those things where it's like that could never happen, and now it could happen. You right. know, I, I think it would be tremendous because obviously he knows the exact tone that he's looking for, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's brave coming out of the gate with Superman. It is. Um, it. It's weird, though, right? Because it's brave, but it also makes a lot of sense. Um, it's brave because people are still upset about Henry Cavill not returning as Superman. Uh, but it's also a smart move because Superman is a he's a heavy hitter. Uh, he's a very popular, well-known character. And it, it makes sense for you to kind of lean into that a little bit. But uh, this movie is going to be called Superman Legacy. Uh, do you have the release date in front of you for that one? Uh, let me see. Uh, so the it was what twenty twenty five. Yeah, uh, I uh, I completely like lost my spot here. So oh, same here. Uh, yeah, I'm like way way ahead here. So Superman, uh, Superman Legacy, July eleventh, twenty twenty five. It. It, like you just said, man, it does feel weird to be like, yeah, it's brave for them to start off with a member of the Trinity. <laughs> but given the turmoil that Superman has been through, yeah, uh, you know, I actually just, um, I told you I've been watching Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into why I originally <clears throat> was watching it. Uh, but I, I like finished it. Like, I, I was like, you know what? I actually haven't like watched this whole movie in a while. And I actually that's, finished it yesterday. That's surprising. I, yeah. Yeah, I actually watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some weird stuff in that movie, man. I mm-hmm. forgot about like where he has like the tentacle fight with the world engine and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's some bizarre stuff in here. Mm-hmm. There's so much in that movie that works, and so much of it that like doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this could have worked. So many people consider Superman in like the modern day to be like unfilmable, but he's not, man. You just have to, you just have to do things that are gonna appeal to today's audiences. So you got to listen to your audience for one. You got to have your finger on the pulse. And I think James Gunn does. (laughs) Uh, And then you got to honor your source material 
But you also, I mean, it's got to be grounded somewhat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as grounded as a movie about a dude who wears tights and flies around and shit, you know, from right. another planet can be. <laughs> right. Um, like, I mean, you know, we talked about this a bunch, but, like, Michael Shannon's odd was perfect. Oh, yeah. It's tremendous. Uh, as a matter of fact, Kevin and I, we talked about that just yesterday even uh, when we, we spoke about Man of Steel. And, like, Michael Shannon was just, he was an amazing Zod. Uh, but they do say a little bit here about this Superman reboot, and I guess it does need to be stated this is a reboot. Everything is a reboot. Well, and, okay. the, and, and that's important is yeah. they said that the Flash is going to reset us. Yes. So um, I think we're going to get the Flashpoint ending. Yeah, and hopefully we, we get, like, that true Flashpoint ending. I just want the letter. That's yeah, all I want. come on. Yeah. I just want Ben Affleck with the letter. Right. Just give yeah, me that, yeah. James Gunn. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll score your next, like, couple movies at 10. Just right. go ahead and get you out the gate. <laughs> right. We'll go ahead and give you a couple freebies. That's right. Get a couple freebies. Start you out the gate hot, you know. Um, and that's something that you and I spoke about here, not to derail us, but in the past, you and I have spoken about how uh, we weren't sure if the Flash movie was going to... Uh, reset the DC universe simply because Aquaman was going to come out after the Flash movie and that's still a part of the DCEU and so what's really going on here but this does confirm it uh, the Flash movie will be the reset button uh, and so yeah it's going to be really interesting to see like exactly what that does for the DCU uh, and also James Gunn I don't know if he's just blowing smoke like all producers do but he's had some really high praise for this Flash movie coming out I don't know if you've seen it and they really uh, reiterated that, I think, to the press, too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, we get this all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Batman vs. Superman came out, they were like, everybody inside of DC has watched this movie, <laughs> and they all say that it is better than The Dark Knight. And I was like, well, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah. And then I'm sitting there in the theater like, you mother You lying. Yeah. Had you guys seen The Dark Knight when you said this? <laughs> right. Like, like what are they passing? Like what kind of uh, John Peters like cocaine are they passing out around inside of? Uh, well, that's the thing. John <laughs> Peters was the only one in the press yeah. screenings. <laughs> he was like, "That was tremendous." There wasn't a spider, so nine point five. Yeah. <laughs> Magnificent. That's brilliant. <laughs> God damn. But you know, uh, and a lot of people have been saying. Uh, you know, that, hey, you know, well, I like some of the DC, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. And so do I, and so do you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I was watching Man of Steel yesterday. There's that line where, uh, you know, uh, Kal-El asks him, he says, uh, if you're going to bring Krypton here, what happens to Earth? And Zod says, the foundation, you know, there's got to be a foundation to be built upon. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Right. So it's like, look, if you guys want... You know, if you want DC to, to really bring it, then sometimes you got to burn a forest down. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. You know, those poor little Bambies and rabbits, they'll find another place. Yeah. You know? Uh, it, yeah, so this, uh, one more thing about the Superman movie is that, like, all of, like, the pictures associated with this uh, movie is from a, a Grant Morrison Superman story. Yes. Uh, known as All-Star Superman. Um, and the interesting thing about that is all-star Superman. I, I'm not certain that this movie will have like a, take a whole lot of influence from that comic book. Uh, but I think this movie is going to try to have the emotional gut punches that come along with, uh, all-star Superman. And, And basically what that movie is about or what that comic book is about is 
Superman, he gets over-radiated from the sun, and so he gets super-powered, even more so, which is great. But the downside is he's now dying. Like, it's slowly burning out his cells. And so Superman has about a year to live. And you end up seeing Superman, you know, living out his last days on Earth. And what that comic book really is about, and one reason why, why it's considered one of the, the great modern-day Superman stories is because it really explores him as a character. And it really is like an emotional undertaking. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I was uh, I was thoroughly impressed with it when I read it. And uh, it, it'll probably be one that we cover sometime down the line, uh, probably before the movie comes out. But, uh, yeah, I think that this movie will, will function like that from an emotional standpoint, but obviously they won't be killing off Superman in this movie. So Right. Yeah. I, I actually think, you know... We, there's a Batman movie on here too, and we need another Superman and Batman origin story about like we need another Spider-Man origin story. Uh-huh. Not at all. Yeah. Um, not interested. And I'm really glad that they're going in this direction. Um, I'm assuming that All Star Superman is probably on this. On uh, no, I just had it on the uh, actually on the app. Oh, okay. I've been trying to get a uh, deluxe copy of it, but well, good, yeah. good luck now. Ah, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they'll you know they won't be in demand now, <laughs> right? Uh, at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I'm hyped uh, for it, and for me to be hyped for a Superman movie... That's a tall order. That is that is a tall order, and, uh, you know, credit to James Gunn. I actually think, you know, he's really excited about this. Yeah. And the fact that he's really excited about this and he wanted it at the front tells me that they have something really good planned. And it sounds like the main struggle in this movie is going to be him struggling with his humanity versus his Kryptonian heritage. Right. And that is a great fucking Superman story. Uh, and the parts of Man of Steel that were mm-hmm. about that were tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I f- it feels like he's using what worked for Man of Steel, uh, you know, but to like a, a less divisive degree. Right. Yeah. And I, I really hope that he gets into that. And they, and also, that you know, they have to cast it right. They have to cast it so well. I, I mean, they're going to have to cast somebody to play Superman for the next decade. I was going to say the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you think Nicolas Cage is still up for it? <laughs> Listen, if they want to do Bizarro, I'm down for Nick Cage. I it's would just, I would pop hard yes, for that actually. Just don't tell Nick he's playing Bizarro, and it'll be perfect. Right, just play <laughs> this like you're actually Superman. Right, that'd be amazing. That's perfect, actually. I really need that. Now. <laughs> um, what's next up? The next thing we got on this list, I actually got the whole thing pulled up now. All right, uh, we actually got a Waller live action show presumably on HBO Max or whatever it's being called by then. Right. HBO Corporate Discovery Merger Plus. I was really excited to hear about this, actually. I mean, once again, I don't know if you recall this, Mm -hmm. but when they first announced that Amanda Waller was going to be in the first Super uh, I almost said Supersonic. (laughs) Hopefully that movie is also coming out, but it's not part of this. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad. uh, Yeah, the first Suicide Squad, I was like, CCH Pounder or no one. Like, Uh. I refuse... To accept anyone else, she had done. She's one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. She had done the voice work in almost all the animated movies. Right. I was like, that's who I want. They cast Viola Davis, and I was like, okay, I'll give her a shot then. Mm-hmm. It's Viola Davis. She's knocked it out of the park every time. Every so, time. Yeah. So, and this is supposed to bridge the gap between Suicide Squad season one and Suicide. Or not, I'm sorry, Peacemaker season one, and Peacemaker season two. Okay. So, yeah. Um. And I think that'd be interesting here, um, just because Amanda Waller, she's one of those characters who is, 
she's like the anti Nick Fury, if you think about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe she is just like the Nick Fury because Nick Fury is shady as hell too. Well, she's kind of like uh, what the Security Council wanted Nick Fury to be mm-hmm. in Avengers. Where they were like, well, this is going south. Let's just nuke that shit. And Amanda yeah. Waller would be like, okay, where the button? Yeah, she's like, oh, I, already, I already hit the button. I thought we were <laughs> decided yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah, I, I nuked him five minutes ago. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so other than what you just mentioned, we really don't have a whole lot to go off of here as far as what this show is going to be about. Um, yeah, it just says here that uh, yeah, this series uh, appears to explore the ramifications of the ending of Peacemaker. And like you said, uh, it's going to kind of be the bridge between... Uh, season one and season two of Peacemaker. And presumably um, her daughter will be in it as well. I would imagine so. I really hope so. Yeah. I love that actress. Yeah. I, I can't think of her name right now, unfortunately. But Yeah, me either. But she she is tremendous. Uh, she's from uh, Orange is the New Black. That's where I first saw her from. I knew she looked familiar yeah. when I saw Peacemaker, but I couldn't uh, place where I saw her from. Yeah, I loved her in that. And then, um, you know, uh, I really loved her in Peacemaker as well. So yeah. I'm assuming that they'll explore that relationship a little bit. Um, I, I'm excited. Like I said, I'll watch it either way. Oh yeah, so. and uh, yeah. So that is going to be uh, Waller. They should have just called it the Wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I hope maybe they they workshop that a little bit. Cause yeah. It's just like, yeah. Waller just kind of it. It doesn't. It, it, it's not a marketing <coughs> phrase. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah. It's not smooth. But yeah, the Wall. I'd be all about. It. There's already a TV show called that, though. Maybe. Oh, that's so, problematic. Yeah, maybe they have to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, next up is another movie, uh, The Authority. I know nothing yeah. about these guys, so this is all you. Inform me about what this is going to be about. <laughs> yeah. So The Authority, they're like a. Um, I, the simple way to put it would be like an edge lord group of uh, of superheroes. Think about like, uh, well, you one of your favorite TV shows, The Shield. Yeah. And like uh, uh, Vic Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. So think about like a, a superhero team comprised of like varying degrees of moralities of that character. Okay. <laughs> I see. Um, this was a lot a, of people are going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a, uh, a comic book that was written by Warren Ellis. He actually did one of my, uh, one of my all time favorite books that ties into it called uh, Planetary. And if you guys uh, had the opportunity, I highly uh, suggest you read Planetary. But uh, a tie-in for that was some of the authority issues, and that was my first introduction to them. And then I was like, I need to know more about these characters. And uh, so uh, I was trying to get the absolute editions of authority, so I was waiting out. Uh, but now I might just have to get them however I can, because now that this movie has been, uh, or this TV show has been announced, I'm sure that the authority... Uh, Will be uh, very hard to get my hands on, but uh, so yeah, I, I was very surprised to see this. But I mean, it makes sense. Recently in DC Comics, Superman has been hanging out a lot with them. So I was gonna ask you, like, is this what is this the thing that surprises you the most on this slate? Because it, it is completely out of nowhere, and also like, I think twenty twenty five is around the time we're gonna get the Thunderbolts movie as well. Oh so yeah, yeah. I, I I hope we don't have like a a whole thing where it's like we have the Suicide Squad, we have the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. and we have the Authority, and they're all in a very similar kind of yeah. gray area. Uh, you know, we could be looking at another like collateral damage thing where it, that gets really saturated. Right. Uh, yeah. I uh, I hope not. Um, it it was be like what was it 1997 when we got uh, Dante's Inferno and Volcano. 
Yeah. Like the same year. And people are like, which movie was which? Or whatever year that, um, uh, what was it? Armageddon and Deep Impact came out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's the other one. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we don't run into that again. Uh, I'm cool if that does not happen. And so hopefully these all feel different enough so that they don't feel like they're bleeding over. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I. this is the wild card out of the whole list for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, some of the – so, you know, it, 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 I kind of vary with it. Like, some of the stuff on this list is for me, some of it's not for me. And then this one I'm just kind of like, WTF. Yeah, like, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be in the mm-hmm. theater because uh, we're probably going to review uh, it. Did so, they say movie or TV show for this one? This is a, a movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they kind of are going like movie, TV show, movie, TV show here. Yeah, I which see is smart. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it says Saffron here. The way he talks about it, it says the authority is kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men, saying that they know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting here. I am really excited. I think, and maybe even more excited than anything. Uh, about the next item on this list, which is the Booster Gold TV show. I did not see that coming. I did not. I knew I knew that there were rumblings about them yeah. doing a Booster Gold something. And I thought they were going to try to do a movie. But I, I actually think Booster Gold is going to work better as a TV show. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect you to be so excited about a Booster Gold project. I'm a big Booster Gold fan. I did not know that. Yeah. I love Booster Gold. Like, <laughs> like it's just, yeah. you know, just... It's such a cool idea for it a is. character. Yeah. You've got a guy who is from the future and wants to be a superhero and he can't. Right. So he goes in he, he finds a way to get to time travel back into the past so that all of his rudimentary as fuck superhero technology just seems like right. he's a superhero. And that is like a really amazing concept uh for like a, a douchebag hero. Yeah. Uh it, it would be like if we had time travel and it was like, man. I could go back to like medieval times and, and be be a fucking king. Yeah, you know, and doing that—that's his idea here. Um, I do think that that does work really well as a uh, as a TV show, um, and I think it also works well to maybe even bring in other heroes if they want to, especially like Blue Beetle. You know, there's there's definitely like a, a real team up bromance between those two, uh, so that'd be a lot of fun to see. Um, Just <coughs> seeing this since you mentioned it, does seeing this slate. Uh, give you any like feelings one way or the other on my call that Blue Beetle movie not coming out? You know, um, Kevin also thinks that uh, the Blue Beetle movie probably will not come out, at least not uh, for a while. Like it might probably get shelved. Like like you know, Black Adam mm-hmm. was in development for like thirteen years. That's or true. <laughs> um, his thing about that Blue Beetle movie I, and. Well, this doesn't make a difference now, we know. But I was going to say, use the defense that it's already finished, but so is Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The only reason why I think that they would push it back would be because they would probably want to reshoot some of the scenes with Ted Kord, who was the second Blue Beetle, who was the one who teams up with Booster Gold. Right. Um, So I can definitely see them pushing it back for that reason. But uh, I, I don't know what uh, what Jaime Reyes, like the, the current Blue Beetle, I don't know what he has to do in the grand scheme of the DCU. Uh, that's still the one that's the most up in the air for me. Yeah, I mean, they can always kind of use him in almost like an Ant-Man MCU role where, like, mm-hmm. he's got some kind of meaningful, overarching kind of something to do with the plot. Like, he might show up and, like, save the day or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
it, yeah, it just kind of depends. Like, he, he works really well as a supporting hero. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a place for that character. Really quick here, before we continue on with the list, um, I was very surprised. Well, you know what? No, not really. Now that I think about it. But one thing that I would have tried to jump on, we know that uh, the Titans TV show is, is ending, as well as Doom Patrol. Uh, one of those I'm a little upset about. And the other one is Titans. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, if I were James Gunn, I would have jumped at the opportunity to do them right. Right. Like a proper Teen Titans. Especially since it is inevitable that we get Young Avengers with Marvel. And I think maybe they're letting it breathe. Because, like, obviously the Titans show that's out now. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody who was going to watch that, it was watching it. Yeah. And everybody else is not for a reason. Yeah. So I'd say maybe Chapter 2, Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. You bring that in. Yeah. Uh, but because of another project we that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, maybe we get it sooner than that. Yeah, you know, so. maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. This next is going to be uh, very divisive between the two of us. Is that the next one? Yeah. Brave yeah. and the Bold? Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah. So remind me again, uh, what are your feelings on Damian Wayne? I think he's a real piece of shit, Morty. <laughs> Hire me, Cartoon Network. Are uh, you not excited to see a live-action Damien on screen? Here's the thing, man. Yeah. Just just like with Booster Gold just now, like that Booster Gold is going to live and die on how charismatic of an actor they can cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, obviously, since uh, Flashpoint is going to reset it all, and he, I honestly think Chris Pine would be a great choice. Oh, wow. Um, he would be. Yeah. yeah. Just he can pull off that kind of like dorky optimism yeah. kind of deal, you know. I always thought that Nathan Fillion would have been a great booster gold. Yeah, but he's gonna be like sixty five when that movie comes out. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he would have been an amazing right. booster gold for sure. Um, they have a lot of options. Yeah, you know, um, uh, in a, I mean, honestly, in a pre Loki world, uh, what the fuck is his name? I can't, I can't Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston actually would have been a great one too. Oh wow, you know? yeah. But I think he's typecast when it comes to superheroes now. So, That's true. Yeah. You know, but I, like he could pull it off like a completely different version of him. Um, shit. After last week, I'm convinced that uh, Nick Offerman can play any character ever anywhere. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, but shout, man, shout out to him. Brave and the Bold, for those of you who don't know, this will be a Batman movie that will finally give us some incarnation of the Bat family on the big screen. And we are getting Bruce and Damien. We're getting that duo of Batman and Robin. And again, it looks like they've gone to the Grant Morrison well uh, for the inspiration here. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I like some of those things you just said. <laughs> uh, I like that we're going to get another Batman. I like the Grant Morrison influence. I'm a big fan of Grant Morrison and Batman. Um, and, but surprisingly, uh, that statement kind of contradicts with my feelings on Damien. Um, <laughs> I have always said that the Bat family is the, I haven't always said this, mm-hmm. but for the last several years, I've said that for that, that the Bat family is the one aspect of Batman that has not been explored in cinema. Yeah. They've explored every facet of him. They've explored the, the whole, you know, that the mask is the real him. And right. Bruce is, you know, Bruce is actually the mask. I love that. Mm-hmm. They've explored, like, 
the, you know, how far is too far for like a un, you know, unregulated like vigilante to go. Right. Uh, you know, is he a terrorist? Like they've, they've, they've gone to all of that with like the overreach of the, yeah. of his technology and like dark Knight and everything. Uh, you know, they've, they've covered the, the more like Gothic side of him, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, the more sort of predatory sort of aspects of him. They have not covered the bat family in any significant way. The closest we got was Batman forever. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was the closest know. by far. And yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. I love that, those parts of that movie, right. uh, <laughs> right. had to be very careful. Uh, yeah, the easily, I mean, that's some of my favorite Batman in live action stuff. Period is like those interactions between him and Dick Grayson and yeah, in that movie because they're really well done. Um, I don't like that they're going straight into Damien. I think that establishing the family first and then mm. adding Damien is a better way to go. Um, but once again, like I said, everything tonight is prefaced with this. This is James fucking Gunn, and he yeah. made Guardians of the Galaxy a multi billion dollar franchise. <laughs> No, but, no one here would have called that. That's true. Yeah, no one here would have called that. And if you say you would have, you're lying. So, you know, I think that they can put Barbara and Tim mm-hmm. and uh, and Dick in here. Yeah. Um, and they can have Jason already be dead if they want. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think they can they can do something really special with this and uh, and and tell a good story. They they I hate seeing Dick Grayson shoved out of the way like this. And I you know well so, not so he, here's. That. Here's why I don't mind that is Dick Grayson is a big enough character. He can stand on his own and his own thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and also that opens up the door to, because Dick can be used to really <laughs> fill in any slot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because like, do you want to have him, oversee the Teen Titans, Dick can do that. Do you yeah. want to see him in this Batman and Robin movie? He can do that. Also, yes. Uh, I mean, and he can be like in any number of uh, properties and it would make perfect sense. You, you know, you, you bring him in as Nightwing uh, because like, I don't think we need to see him as, as Robin at this point. You know, I mean, even though we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to see him as Robin on the big screen, um, Dick Grayson as Nightwing is really what people yeah, no one has. And honestly, like, if they're gonna do this over a course of ten years, they obviously can't cast like a fucking thirteen year old kid. You're right. They're gonna need to cast somebody that's already like at least you know nineteen, twenty, whatever. They can go ahead and do like a Nightwing type thing with them. Yeah. So, I mean, and from that aspect, sure, I do want to see that. I'm interested in it. Um, you know, let's get some uh, you know, some advice from old uh, All Star Superman in there. Right. You know. So, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up too because uh, I mean there could definitely be some connective tissue there between that Superman and you know and there this, should be yeah there really should be right uh, you know let's get a Teen Titans or, or a Young Justice yeah go that route right um, so. and although the, in the Titans show they kind of did both yeah they kind of combined the two yeah so. yeah uh, but yeah super uh, looking forward to that one. Um, <clears throat> so do you think this is a um, – do you think they go to the League of Shadows route? Because you kind of have to. You have to, right? Yeah. I, I mean, um, I mean, because, like, especially, like, the casuals, they're going to be wondering, who's this kid's mom, you know? Right. <laughs> it, it, it's just 
by the time this comes out, it will have been what almost a decade since Rises. Rises was twenty twelve, so yeah, over, uh, over a decade. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, is it that old? Holy yeah. hell! <laughs> All right, well, I'm off to the morgue after this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I know that shit hurt. It, yeah, right. I was like, wait a minute, that All movie right. looks really good. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rises has been around for a minute, so yeah, I mean. It will have been over ten years by the time this comes out, so I, you know, that's plenty of time to be on the shelf. Uh, I think it's still too early for another Joker, so uh, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, with them using Grant Morrison's influence, uh, they could do any number of things. Uh, but if I if I were a betting man, I would say that they also use this as springboard, maybe um, under the Red Hood, right. And I think that would be like a great like second movie to that. You know, with this whole slate, with them kind of waiting until today to put it out, I think they waited to the last minute because they wanted to have some casting news. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe just things just didn't go all the way through like they planned. You right. Because you don't uh, want to rush it either, you know. Right. And and I would love for them to set, come out and say, you know, hey, uh, Tim Drake's going to be in this. Dick Grayson's going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and come out and be like, hey, we cast Ra's al Ghul, we cast Talia, here right. it is. Hell, this could be a Red Hood story, and we just don't know about it yet. That's true. Yeah, and that would be amazing. Uh, but, I mean, there's just so much great opportunity for that deadpan uh, humor that, uh, that, that Damien naturally brings, unintentionally so. Uh, so I, I, I look forward to that. Uh, the only thing that I will be missing is, uh, is, uh, you know, with them loosely adapting Grant Morrison's run, that was actually Dick Grayson for most of that run. Who was Batman. Bruce was dead for a lot of that. Yeah. And so you had, you had Dick Grayson as Batman and having to deal with that stress and carrying that mantle. And at the same time, having to deal with fucking Damien. (laughs) (laughs) I love and hate those things. Right. (laughs) Like, I love where, you know, all those, like, tremendous lines that he threw in there. You yes. Know, the, the, especially, like, from the, the animated, you know, where he's like, uh, uh, I'm a wanted man. You weren't even a wanted child. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Dick Grayson is such a good person. Like, anyone else would have thrown this kid off a fucking roof. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same. Same. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to cast that super well. Also. Yeah, man. Um, the uh, the kid from Umbrella, uh, Umbrella Academy, you know, if he were like five years younger. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to be way too old by the time yeah. this comes out. Uh, all the Stranger Things kids are going to be like 30. Right. Uh, so, can't do that. <laughs> can't do any of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, there's not that many good child actors out there so not they're gonna the, have to dig one up yeah they gotta find some more real quick yeah it yeah. better not be fucking timothy chalamet as fucking damian wayne i'll, oh, be, I'll be livid fucking no no oh you know they could use one of the game of thrones kids who uh what's the one that uh you know that's actually probably too close to be spoiling the finale but uh you know, one of the ones that they just used, the the younger ones. Oh, oh, from House of the... Oh, yeah, oh, House yeah, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that could work, yeah. Yeah, one of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of them is probably looking for work right now. Yeah, so. that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So. that'd be perfect. Yeah. And also, it's HBO, and they love to use the same people. That's true. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do it, do it, yeah. If not, though, they could probably call Christopher Nolan. He's probably, you know... 
You think Christopher Nolan will play Damian Wayne? No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, he uses all the same actors all the time. So oh, that's true, yeah. He probably yeah. got, like, a Rolodex. Right, right. He's like, uh, have you tried calling Gary Oldman yet? And they're like, they're like what? How about Michael Caine? How about Michael Caine? <laughs> that's Damian Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killian Murphy, final answer. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he probably could pull it off, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. They yeah. just, like, put, throw a little CG on there. Oh, fuck. Just bring him back to Scarecrow. He, he can still do it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you can play Scarecrow at just about any age. Right, right. Uh, and also, it, the man immediately doesn't look that much different. Right, yeah, yeah. he really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, they, they got to do that scene from the uh, Harley Quinn show where he's like, I think we can agree they're the real villains here. You know, uh, with, the, with the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was great. And then, like, Damien just, like, spin kicks him or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What we got next? Uh, let's see. We got uh, something that uh, the homie Oz will be very interested in. Oh, yes. We have yeah. the Lantern Show. Uh, folks, this was, uh, this was originally announced in 2015 15? at San Diego Comic-Con. I was in the room. Uh, I can attest to you that it did happen. It seems like sometime in 2026, we're finally going to get it. <laughs> so, okay. What happened was that when they announced the Green Lantern show at San Diego Comic-Con, you misread the time board, the time oh, layout okay. they had. You thought it said uh, circa 2016. But it's 2026. It's 2026. I see, yeah. 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 It takes a while to gather that many lanterns. Too. It does, you know. Because, you know, they, they're all in different sectors of the, of the galaxy, you know. And, you know, it, uh, space travel is still hard, so casting has been like a real bitch. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So. What do you think this is about, man? Because they're just calling it lanterns. Yeah. Um, so, we do know that it's going to center around John Stewart and Hal Jordan. Um, Very happy about that. Likewise. It's too late for us to get uh, Idris Elba, but, you know. Unfortunately, um, he would cut fucking tremendous. He would have been a perfect John Stewart. Like that would have been great. Uh, but um, uh, John Michael Washington, John David, John Washington. David Washington. Yeah, I combined oh, yeah. like a combo character there. Yeah, I was uh, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's like Azrael. Yeah, <laughs> that I threw in. Uh, but yeah, uh, John David Washington. Um, I think he'd be a great John Stewart. Or just about anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. He can, yeah, he can really yeah. do. He can play Hal Jordan for all I care. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they should cast him as Hal Jordan and Ryan Reynolds as John Stewart. <laughs> and just watch the internet implode. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would implode. I don't know what would happen. Do you think they get Ryan Reynolds to cameo in this movie just for the, just just for shits and giggles? Because that would be, I mean, in the show, rather. Oh, it's my TV gosh. Show, so. That. Um, James Gunn would, would do it. I mean, it's a James what, Gunn thing. He would it do. is a very James Gunn thing to do. What's the, it's going to depend on the working relationship, I think, between James Gunn and, and Marvel. Uh, because, That's true. He is in a contract. Yeah. He's already said, though, he's not afraid to cast Marvel. Act- like there, Apparently, yeah. there's not really anything in their contracts that prevents that prevent it. them. Except it's for scheduling, that, right? Yeah, the yeah. scheduling and then the, the studios just like don't want people to like confuse them. You know? Yeah. It's like they couldn't have cast fucking Robert Downey Jr. as like Superman. Like People would have been like, what yeah. the fuck is Tony Stark doing here? Like, you know, so. Right. So I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. But actually, fuck a cameo. If it, if it was me, 
you actually get uh, Ryan Reynolds to play a, a ridiculously straight-laced character in the show <laughs> the whole time, and they never wink at it or anything. Right. That would be... <laughs> he never cracks a joke. N- oh, my gosh. That would be ridiculous. Like, do, do you... Because, you know, every yeah. time his character's on the screen, you'd be like, we see you, motherfucker. Right. And he's just like, yeah, man, it's totally, it's right down there. On the-. You know, he's just kind of... <laughs> I'm telling you, that's gold. Yeah. Oh, that would be pretty fucking funny. Um, But it looks like the premise of the show is it's going to have a mystery vibe. Uh, And it says here that they're investigating a mystery that is suspected to play a big role in the main story of of DCU's Chapter 1. So whatever they're facing here is going to be something that is a, a pretty grand threat. Uh, or, or something that has uh, bigger implications that, that are drive throughout uh, the DCU. I don't know what that means or what it is. But so we're yeah. gonna have a TV show that's gonna actually factor into the overarching plot of the ep- of the chapter. As of now, that's that's madness. <laughs> Why would you do something so brave and yet so bold? <laughs> you don't remember which button it is, do you? Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 20, you rolled a 1. Because I know you were looking for the tuba or whatever. No, no, I was, that was oh, the one. Oh, no, you were hit. looking for that yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were looking for either the crickets or the tuba. Oh, see, I can remember the tuba because like, it, it almost sounds like, like a fart and it's a fart green button. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I have to like match this shit up in my head. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, like I think that this show has like a, a lot of potential to be something great. Oh, and, for sure. Uh, and uh, Sackman described lanterns, and again, take all of like these producer notes with a grain of salt because they have to say shit like this. Yeah, they all, they all, yeah, they all think their own shit is awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, just listen to like Peter Molyneux talking about any of his video games ever. Uh, what games did he make? Uh, uh, all of the like Fable and, and oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, he just lied. <laughs> <laughs> Or listen to James Cameron talk about any of his movies. Right. Um, but Sapphire describes Lanterns as a huge HBO quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. You know how, how like, grandiose that is? Yeah, I mean, which season of True Detective? I need, I need you to narrow it down. That's also very important. He should have said that's in the same vein. It's like seasons one or three of True Detective. Yeah. And I would, oh, shit, that's, that's fantastic. Man, you know, honestly, I, I'm hyped for, for all of this, but I'm really hyped for this. Here's the best part of the Lantern show. Uh, it says here, Lanterns is separate from Greg Berlanti's planned Green Lantern series for HBO Max, which is confirmed to not be moving forward. Okay, so that's the one they announced at Comic-Con. It's officially dead. Right, yeah. Look, if if you announce... So, so James Gunn, I, I, you know, if you're listening, buddy, you, you have a lot of credit with me. But if you announce that Greg Berlanti is attached in any meaningful way to any of this shit, you're losing at least half of that goodwill immediately. Uh, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> And I don't know if you can get it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you might as well just get John Peters. Like, I think I would rather John Peters over Greg Berlanti at this point. Because at least I get to f- see somebody fight a giant spider. You get to see somebody fight a giant spider. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's his one point. Over yeah. <laughs> Greg Berlanti is just going to be like a bunch of fucking pep talks. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of pep talks and some teen drama. Yeah. And, and that's going to be that. Uh, 
So I gotta say, man, it's down to Superman. Uh, this is craziness. Superman Legacy Booster Gold and this next one for like my top three is like that I'm most excited about here. I, I'm hyped for this Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie. Really? Yeah. I really am because I actually love Kara. Uh, this is mm-hmm. one of those things where uh, a lot of people will be like, but you don't even like Superman. No, I don't. I think Kara is awesome, but I think he's lame. <laughs> and I've always felt that way about uh, about Superman. Like, I think her story is so much more interesting than his. And this is a Tom King book that they're modeling this after, right? That has me nervous because I haven't read that Tom King book, and he's very hit or miss with me. Yeah, I did know that. That it, it could go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're doing this like... So, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I might lose my nerd card here for a second. But there's a version of Super Supergirl's backstory where, like, her family, her part of the, the family was, like, protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were in, like, a city or whatever after Krypton exploded. Like... Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the city's called. Uh, not not Kandor, um, Karnak, no, it's something like that. Yeah. No, can, it is Kandor. Okay, yeah, Kandor, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, because the rest of the city got actually shrunken down and saved, and Superman has actually kept it. Yeah, yeah, but he like doesn't know that that's what it is, right? Well, he, in some of the versions, in some of the it, versions, yeah, he doesn't. He just has it. And he's yeah. just like. Yeah, a, a relic from my home planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a whole civilization of people. Like, bring us back to normal size. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And actually, I really love that mm-hmm. kind of mythology. I also like the version where you know she just like got caught in like a time warp or whatever, and so right. she shows up later. Like, I love this idea of her showing up on the planet, and there's already a Superman there, but she's like stronger than him and like can't control herself and things like that. Right. And uh, I really think that if they played this movie well, that it could be tremendous. But once again, it's going to come down to the casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to come down to them not doing like 90% of the shit that they have done with female-led superhero films up to date. Yeah. And, you know, it was weird because I was talking uh, with Kevin about this just yesterday, but I was like, I'm not a big fan of the Wonder Woman movies, but I had no problem with how Wonder Woman was portrayed. I thought it was actually perfect, like yes. how she was portrayed. I'm like, this is excellent. As a matter of fact, in uh, the Snyder Cut, she is yeah. tremendous. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite live-action Wonder Woman in I, that movie. Hands down, no competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Diana was great in the second Wonder Woman, too. Like, yeah. you just there's just not enough of her. There's just so much other nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of other nonsense. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, kind of just to surmise what you said here, um, they have a, uh, a note here from the, uh, the the press release where it says, uh, we will see the difference between Superman who was sent uh, to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant versus Supergirl raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're, uh, we're used to. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I really uh, need to uh, to read that, that Tom King book and see, uh, you know, what it's about. Um, and literally, with Tom King, guys, uh, there is no in-between. It is either, like, this is really good, or what in the fuck is this? <laughs> it's yeah. one of the two. I think I'm actually going to pick up a copy myself and, yeah. and read that. So, 
Yeah, same season. I think I think that'd be uh, that'd be really good here uh, because I do like the character also of Kara. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, what will she be doing, uh, and who are you gonna put her up against, and how are we gonna explain Superman's maybe perceived absence? Like, because if there's a threat that requires Supergirl, you also have to wonder where the fuck is. Oh, he's got to be in this movie, right? Yeah, like that's pretty much a deal breaker for me, if not. It's like, got to be. If a Kryptonian lands on Earth, unless they are going to give us some super good fucking reason in one of these other movies as to why Superman's not around, he better fucking be in this movie. Right. Now, there. Now also, there there is a route you could go where maybe you do this thing where, like, you know, in the Lanterns show, like, Superman leaves Earth, like, whatever they uncover is oh. such a big deal that Superman leaves Earth and then you you have a scenario like uh, I believe they actually did this in one of the animated movies, and, and they 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 may have been uh, pulling from the same material where basically like Batman is the one that finds her. And oh he's yeah, just like and yeah, he brings the yeah. fuck right. <laughs> Batman's like, there's another one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> I only got so much kryptonite. Yeah, she's like, why do I feel sick? He's like, because I got some kryptonite right here. He's like, like, glad you asked. Yeah, he's like, are you uh, one of the Zod ones or one of the right. red cape ones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which movie was that? Because that was a great animated movie. I remember that I one. think that's the first Batman versus Superman. Is it? Okay. Or not okay. Batman versus Superman, but Batman and, and Superman. Superman. Okay, that was the first one. What is Which one is it where... Uh, uh, Dark Side shows up at the end and just wrecks her shit, and then her and Superman have to team up. That's that same. That's one. the same one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's the one where um, I I think that's the one where Dark Side punches him through the barn or whatever. Yes. And up until Invincible, that was the hardest I'd ever seen anyone get hit because <laughs> Dark Side hits the shit out of him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's out of nowhere. Yeah, they like you like think Dark Side is gone or whatever, and then like they're just chilling, and he just like busts through the wall right. and starts <laughs> obliterating Kryptonians. Yeah, like it's his favorite pastime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that man was very happy he fucking stayed home. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm so glad to stay my ass at the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. It's a trip to a farm. These two Kryptonians should be able to handle that. Right. Ain't nobody outside there. They'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to mess with them anyway? <laughs> yeah. uh, what is next up on the list? Uh, next up, man, we have uh, Paradise Lost. Yes, the Wonder Woman p- uh, prequel series. Um, I, and I this is live action, marks. right? Uh, as far, yeah, yeah, this is live action. I got big question marks about this. Uh, yeah. Um, same. Uh, I had When I first like saw this and read the synopsis, I had to go ahead and in my mental Rolodex uh, chuckle at all the sexist jokes so I wouldn't say them on the podcast to like, man, I bet they're never going to get shit done. Uh, or what's another one I had? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, this show is probably going to be damn near perfect because of the gratuitous ass and titties. That was another one. Uh, I mean, if it's set in like what you think, like sixteen, seventeen hundred, Themyscira? It could be. I mean, but it also could be irrelevant if they're just removed from mankind. Still, that's true. Yeah, 
I mean, they got a monarchy, right? Because nobody yeah. can vote. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> I give, I'll give you that one. I will give you that one. <laughs> well, you yeah. were getting yours in. I That's get true. One in. Yeah, yeah. You had to get at least one in. Yeah. Uh, no, I... Look, I it's think like, the it, main it, problem with Wonder Woman is the fact that we don't have one in the modern era. Mm-hmm. This is the wrong direction. Yeah. We're still going the wrong way. Yeah. And, and I guess, I think for me, like, the biggest problem with this is that like okay there's no there's no diana that's the biggest problem all right i kind of want wonder woman in this wonder woman tv show and uh for me the second problem is that like okay there's no wonder woman are we even getting hippolyta right i mean because if not then i'm like i have to watch this show and just go off your good faith that i'm gonna get some interesting characters who i get to know and love i'm more worried about this than anything else on this slate Um, yeah I unless they're going to int- start introducing the um the pantheon the, of gods. Well, the, I think they could do that mm-hmm. and I think they also could do like the Atlanteans. They oh, could go yeah. ahead and and start to introduce that relationship between the two nations. That like, would be smart. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be something that would be interesting. Uh I just hope this doesn't have like any of the like Star Wars kind of feel to it like you know the bad Star Wars we don't have to name them anymore like (laughs) where it's just like wink wink where there's gonna be a like princess and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus yeah I just really hope that it's not like this whole thing where we're like heralding the arrival of Diana like yeah yeah we don't need to do all that and I feel like they said that they've been in talks with Gal Gadot and they don't know if they're gonna move forward with her or not Mm -hmm. and I'm like this feels like they're just Putting something in there on hold, yeah. Know. So that and, and 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 that's smart. Like if you are going to get her back, mm-hmm. then you can go right into the modern era with her. If you're not going to get her back, then this is your origin kind of for a new Wonder Woman. I'm right. fine with it either way at this point. Um, I never really was behind Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, I I liked the, her portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked what we got. I really enjoyed her in um, the Snyder Cut. Um, I hate that damn theme they did for her though. It's terrible. <laughs> now I wish I had that as a button. I would I would press it every time you hear, even if it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I hate it so bad, like it, it's horrible. It's just it's just not it doesn't flow well, and they just like hammer on the shit so loud you can't hear anything else going in the scene. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hate it, but um, yeah, I I think that uh. If they do go with somebody else, I would prefer them to go with somebody who looks like an Amazon and not a supermodel. You that, know that is. A, who was cast back in like the uh, the '08 movie that never happened back in uh, uh, Justice League Mortal? Because they ha- they had her cast back then. I have um, no idea, but you know, uh, like Rhea Ripley will be done probably with her in ring career <laughs> around this time. So, hey man, listen, if, if she can act, she's got a fucking future. Yeah. In Hollywood, that is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. They got uh, Dave Bautista to act. So, you know. Yeah, and Dave Bautista is actually, he, he's really good. I agree with James Gunn. He's the best wrestler turned actor. James Gunn said that? Yeah. What the fuck did John Cena have to say about that? He probably had to sit in the corner and admit to himself <laughs> that he's right. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I think that The Rock and John Cena are both more charismatic than Dave Bautista. But I think that Dave does have more range. Yeah, he yeah. has way more range. Yeah. If you watch Glass Onion uh, versus 
you know, like uh, seeing him in Guardians of the Galaxy or right. like uh, when he was in one of the James Bond movies. Yeah, like, he was yeah. in yeah, um, yeah, one of the James Bond flicks. He was in uh, uh, the Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's got range. Dune, he's in Dune as well. Oh, that's right. Although he just kind of plays his wrestling character in, in Dune, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, but because people typecast wrestlers in those type of roles, especially right. a big hulking guy like that. Which is why he's lost he's lost so much muscle purposely, but he's still so massive. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, like he has the most range. I think he as far as like a, a you know, actor's actor, like he has the better acting skills than The Rock or Cena. Mm-hmm. I will go see a movie with The Rock in it, but based off him being in it before I would with, with Dave. But he's the better actor. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I was just so surprised to hear uh James Gunn say that when it seems like he 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 and Cena are so close. Hey, John Cena was probably in the room. He probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fuck Cena's gonna do about it? it? Cena's probably like, I don't know, man. That guy broke my neck, so I'm just letting him have this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What were we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Themyscira show. Yeah. Paradise Lost. Um. Now Saffron says that. Uh, that this game or that this uh, show has a Game of Thrones ish story. I'm so tired of people saying that about their show. Me too. Um, did they did the people who made The Witcher say that, or did like the fan base just wish for that? I think both. Okay. I think there's a little bit of both in there. Let me tell you something. A lot of a lot of shows since Game of Thrones came out have gone. This is Game of Thrones, but this. Uh huh. The only show, there's only two shows I think that can that can stand on that. One of them is House of the Fucking Dragon, <laughs> because it literally is Game of Thrones. Right. And the other one is Yellowstone, and they've never said that about their show. No, no, not one fucking person has ever, you know, that works there has ever been like, yeah, this is Game of Thrones. But when people ask me what it's about, I go, it's Redneck Game of Thrones or it's Yeehaw yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, and and not like you know Southern Redneck. It's yeah. like. You know, Montana redneck, right? You know, cowboy Game of Thrones, uh, and it's the only show that I think that's out there that has that level of like the political intrigue and like yeah. the the like people aren't safe. Now I say that about the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Now pretty much everybody's got like plot armor and shit. But hey, that happened to Game of Thrones also. So you know, that's true. Like the longer Game of Thrones went on, yeah, you know, the plot armor got stronger. You know, until yeah, yeah, in season eight, man, yeah. the main characters are like immortal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is fucking... It's kind of like watching Die Hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this uh, Wonder Woman prequel show before we move on? No, I, you know, I will say this. Like, while I am the most worried about it, like, obviously, this is a thing where they can tell any story they want. Yeah. Um, they just got to use these characters. And uh, so, you know, the ball's in their court on this. And it could go either way. Right. And the interesting thing is that, like... Um, Theoretically, just because this is a prequel, it doesn't matter what time frame they're setting in, they can introduce Wonder Woman whenever they want to right. because she's old as dirt. Right. So, yeah. Whenever they're ready. She's fucking immortal, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing they got announced today, man, is a Swamp Thing movie. Yes. And this is, yeah, the last one that's going to uh, come out in this chapter one. Well, so they have, I think they have said that there will be more chapter one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think they said this is not all of it. This is what they have so far. Yeah, which makes me think 
that they may have like a team up movie or something towards the end. Maybe not mm-hmm. the Justice League because obviously they're missing a lot of them. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, that they might have some sort of a, a team up movie after this, maybe. Um, but before we get ahead of ourselves, like, what do you think about uh, Swamp Thing? You think they're going to go with our Greg Berlanti script that we wrote that time? <laughs> Where he's like a florist. Where he's a florist, <laughs> a 35-year-old florist <laughs> who gives advice to teenage Constantine yeah. and Zatanna. Yeah. yeah, in the Justice League Dark. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that can already spawn off a whole other series for him. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now we've said it twice. That's double the chances that Greg Valenti hears this and tries to get it in production. Yeah. Holy shit. Swamp Thing is about to go out and fight some, you know, beekeepers or something. Yeah. <laughs> Equal terrorists or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But, uh, like, the, the, like, final, like, boss or whatever is Hazmat Franklin. He finally. Holy comes back. shit. Yeah. Because Hazmat Franklin, he's like a Nexus character, you know? Like, he, he's, like, super ultra powerful. Yeah. He can jump between franchises yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's Hazmat Franklin. Yeah. You guys have been wondering where's he been for the past two years? He's yeah. been time traveling. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's universe hopping. Uh, for those of you who have uh, forgotten, shame on you. Hazmat Franklin was was the the beekeeper in WandaVision. <laughs> and we never saw that we guy. We never again. saw him again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah this Swamp Thing movie um, this also surprised me not not as much as some other things but this really did surprise me Uh, Swamp Thing is an an amazing character and I'm really really glad that he's getting his own movie Um, and now what Peter Safran says is that uh, Swamp Thing is set to investigate the dark origins of uh, the titular monster throughout or through the perspective of horror. Uh, and so they are trying to make this a horror movie. Um, when it comes to superhero movies, there's been varying degrees of success in terms of uh, having them be horror movies. Um, but I think that the advantage that Swamp Thing has is that he is the monster. You know, whereas in the, so many other superhero movies that have tried to go horror, the monsters are always worth trying to stop the heroes with superpowers. But, but Swamp Thing is a little bit different. Um, and, and, you know, with this one, man, uh, I am, you know, cautiously optimistic. Uh, they have to lean into the tragedy uh, of the character and they have to lean into, again, like the real horror aspects. But, I mean, in all honesty, if they just adapt, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, they'll be good to go. Right. Yeah. Alan Moore will be livid. He will be absolutely livid, and it would be great. I can't wait for the tantrum. Oh, yeah. To go on. Well, no, first someone has to tell him about it. That's true. (laughs) So it'll be like 10 years from now, and he'll be like, you guys should have never made that Swamp Thing (laughs) movie. I think there was like a, a recent person tried to like contact him about it or something. Like they want, they sent him like a, like an invite to come and like talk about like something they were adapting or something. It may have actually been uh, what's his name? Uh, your 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 good buddy? No, no it was uh, uh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to talk to him about The Watchmen before it came out. Yeah, and Alan Moore was like, "Don't fucking make it." Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like Damon. Like Damon is a huge fan of The Watchmen, and I'm like, you should have known. 
you're going to get that response. Yeah. You know, you're lucky he wrote anything. Back yeah. yeah. <laughs> Besides fuck off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really do think that this could be fantastic. Like how seriously the Sandman was taken mm-hmm. makes me feel like we may get something really good here. So, yeah, I mean, different production yeah. companies, but they might look at the Sandman and be like, Oh, people really like that. So we right. can make something like dark and creepy. And I, um, I'm still surprised that, uh, that Sandman was was made under the Netflix umbrella. I'm like, really, you guys are gonna give Sandman to Netflix? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, clearly, someone at DC at that time didn't know what they had on their hands. Yeah. Uh, so that still surprises the fuck out of me. And I'm like, they're probably kicking themselves now because, you know, there's a lot that you can do with Sandman, and now that that money. It's going to Netflix. And they're making more episodes. <laughs> and they're making more. Yeah, they're getting a season two, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I do not think they're going to call it a season two. I literally think they're just going to keep adding episodes. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, I think they're just going to put out a couple yeah. episodes and then, like, oh. do a couple more. And, like, I think they're just going to add. I don't think they're going to officially classify it as a season two. So that's that's... Yeah, that's interesting as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never even thought about that kind of format. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Well, it's Sandman. You know, it doesn't fit into a traditional. It does not format. Yeah, you know, at you all. can't take it. You can't take it and be like, "Here's the season two arc." Right? Fucking where? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, and now, do you think that something will really be the end of this phase? I don't think so. Um, it is important to note that that's not the last announcement. Because we also got a release date for Batman 2. That's right. Which is October 3rd, 2025. Yes, yes. So we got that also. But back to your question. Uh, we'll sort of back around here. Uh, no Mr. Freeze casting yet. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should get a Justice League at the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. I, I would like to see a Batman Superman. Um, like a world's finest. That would be fantastic. Because... Yeah. Let me tell you right now, this phase, we call, we're we going to call it a phase forever. Yeah, this yeah. chapter, it lives and dies on, on that Superman movie mm-hmm. being good. If that Superman movie comes out and is, like, hated, I, I don't see them recovering for it from that. Unless, like, the rest of it is just tremendous. But you got to come out the gate with that Superman movie. It, yeah. And, and James Gunn knows mm-hmm. that. And, and I think that's why... Really good. And I think that's why James Gunn himself is writing the movie and maybe trying to direct it. Yeah, I think he should. Yeah. Because it's so important for right. them that that movie nails it. And and here's what I worry about too is we've talked about this before with something this important, it's very it's in danger of becoming a movie by committee. You know, where James Gunn makes what he wants and then the executives look at it and they go, "Eh, well, we should add this and this. and then, you know, hopefully he's got the authority I was to be like, say, no. Yeah, how much power how much power does anyone have over James Gunn? Because it seems like he and Peter only answer to David. Yeah, which is exactly how it ought to be. Yeah, yeah. So, I really hope we just get, you know, it doesn't have to be a 10. Right. If it's an 8, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They can live on an 8. But if it, you know, comes out in bombs, then yeah. they're, they're digging themselves out of a hole. Which, and In which case... You could have just not rebooted everything if you right. were going to dig yourself out of a hole. <laughs> you reboot to not have to do that. But, you know, I'm like, you know, like, if this movie is, so, 
what what would you think if the movie falls some in, in terms of uh, quality, not in terms of you know tone or anything like that, but in, just in terms of quality? What if the Superman movie falls somewhere between the Suicide Squad and Guardians Two? In like the tone of the film? No, in terms of quality. The quality. Yeah. Well, I think above average. You mean the Suicide Squad, yeah, right? The okay. one that James yeah, Gunn made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. one that counts. The only one. <laughs> um, I was going to say that's a wide delta. Uh, I think I think if as long as it's as good as like a Guardians two, then that's probably okay. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that makes the reboot worth it. I don't like Guardians two. Me, yeah, but, me either. But it's not like nobody's sitting around hating the shit out of that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. When people name like their top five. Worst MCU movies, Guardians Two never comes up. Right, it's way down toward towards that for mm-hmm. me though. But I'm not the target audience for any of this shit. Yeah, yeah, me either. Um, I, I don't need any baby Groots in my uh, Superman movie. You yeah. Know? Uh, but yeah, so and, and for me, I think that's the worst case scenario is that in terms of quality, this is a a Guardians Two, and you can kind of feel like. With, with Guardians 2 where maybe there was pressure to, I don't know, maybe sell some toys or, or maybe beat you over the head with a theme. And I can see a Superman movie potentially doing that. Yeah. Um, and so that is kind of what worries me about that. Uh, I, I don't really need a uh, Superman movie that beats me over the head with family or... Oh, please, no. Jesus, yeah. No, I'll take a million more of the old gruff mentor and the, and the <laughs> young kid before I get another right. family movie. Um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they cast as the villain here? Because as we talked about, yeah, to have a great protagonist, got to have a great antagonist. Man, so, and this is not an origin story, so that, right. that's also important. Um, well, is there a central villain in All-Star Superman? Uh no, okay, not particularly. It's it's really about Superman himself. They can do whatever they want. Whatever they want, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can technically say Luthor. He's responsible for Superman dying, right. um, and, and you know you can always go with Luthor, but it's it's always in the how do you use him, right? You know because like it's like the the Batman and Joker conundrum. In the hands of a good writer, Joker is this extremely credible threat not physically obviously but and in other ways he's extremely dangerous and, and that makes him this formidable foe for batman it's the same issue with lex and superman but to a greater degree yeah you know so you can have lex as your main villain um but what do you do with him you know to make him this formidable threat to superman I just want to point out that uh, Michael Rosenbaum is only 50. <laughs> so, I got to be honest. I didn't think he was that old. I mean, the guy looks great. He does. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> you, know. you know. Yeah. He, he could. Uh, I got a feeling they probably want to cast a Lex that's around the age of Superman. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's a smart move. Yeah. And they probably will. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you can't think of anybody. Right. Michael Rosenbaum is only 50. Yeah. And he can still be Lex Luthor. <laughs> and he's the best Lex there's ever been. So, you know. Yeah, agree. I can understand not going back to the well, but 
Sometimes the well got some good stuff in right, it. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> People be throwing shit down that well. Like, this is some good shit down yeah. here, yeah. Making a wish, throwing a coin down in there. But besides Lex, uh, who, who else do you think would be good for the villain? Ugh, I mean, you can't be, bring any of the big heavy hitters in yet. Right, right. Uh, I don't want to see Doomsday in another fucking movie for at least 20 years. Yeah, no, that's no need for Doomsday. Uh, uh <laughs> You can't do Brainiac. Oh, can you do Brainiac? See, here's the thing, man. Out of all the major Superman villains, yeah. I think Brainiac is the most unexplored mm-hmm. because the Kevin Smith's idea for Brainiac in uh, yeah. in the uh, Superman Lives, Superman Lives was tremendous. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> do the whole deal where he's you know got the menagerie on the ship and he wants to collect a kryptonian and this is the right. last one to his knowledge and yeah. his car is not there yet and like dude i sign me the fuck up yeah but brainiac is a big enough threat that he actually could be that world's finest villain like he could he be the good yeah you know? yeah um you know like he actually gets a hold of super because brainiac's not gonna fucking go 1v1 against a kryptonian without right. some way to fucking capture him or whatever yeah. that would be very unbrainiac you know, right, <laughs> he's fucking ultra mega computer. So I could see that being a thing where he like captures Clark or whatever, and like Bruce's got to save him or whatever they and do with it. I think it's even maybe more uh, possible or plausible if they go with the origin story that Brainiac was a construct of Krypton. Right. Um, I love that angle. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Especially if they're, if they're running the uh, the whole angle of uh, Clark trying to balance his Kryptonian with his human nature. Uh, I can kind of see maybe, uh, you know, Brainiac kind of throwing a wrench in that. You can't do Zod. No. And again, no shoot you. That's another kind of heavy hitter, you know. Mm. Now, you know, you could always do the whole thing where they could use Lionel. And Superman like inadvertently kills him. Oh yeah, you know, or yeah. or maybe Superman doesn't kill him, but that's just how it looks, right? And then you kind of create the Lex yeah. backstory all at one time, you know. So you kind of Harry Osborn that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could definitely do that. It's been long enough. Yeah, yeah, it's been oh, yeah, it's been like a good twenty something years. So. Yeah, these kids won't, won't yeah see, won't see it coming, <laughs> and they can always put a spin on it, you know. Right. Um. I mean, I joke about Bizarro, but, you know, you can't really... Not in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, Please, no. no. Yeah. Nothing... Uh, we we got to keep the, the spaceships and shit to a minimum. Right. In this first one. Like, yeah. You can do that later, but, like, not right off the rip, man. Come on. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's try to tone it down just a bit. Right. And honestly, knowing James Gunn, he probably has some, like, more obscure villain in mind that he wants to bring up and probably. use. So. Probably. Probably. Um. Uh, but going back to something, did you have anything else about that? Like anything that you wanted to see particularly from that? Honestly, with that one, the only thing I really care about is maintaining the integrity of the character. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hear that's important to you as well. Uh, <laughs> Some would say the number one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really think that they have to they have to really delve into the dark kind of horror elements of it. And uh, that is something we have not really seen on the big screen. Like the right. closest thing to that was fucking new mutants. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. A, a movie that we weren't sure existed until we actually were watching it. And then we wished it didn't. Right. 
It was still better than fucking Dark Phoenix. Though. Yeah, somehow it was still better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah. It was because uh, Anya Taylor-Joy was in it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 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 Because Magic was actually awesome. She was. But yeah. but that was it. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's like I said, man. This lives or dies on the casting. Mm-hmm. The character integrity. Seems like James Gunn is going to be writing a lot of this. Yeah. But it's like... And from what I understand, there is like a team. Mm-hmm. They've got like a core team. And I think uh, I think Tom King is involved, if I'm not mistaken. He might be. Yeah, so... Um, and, you know, it's like Kevin and I were talking yesterday, like, Walter Hamada, thank God, is out. Yeah. Jeff Johns, thank God, is out. Uh, so, you know, like they had their own, like, kind of, like, Trinity head of DC Studios for a while yeah. that just was not fucking working out. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I think that it can only get better from here in terms of that angle. Yeah. Um, with this Swamp Thing movie, I, I gotta be honest, and this is just the fanboy in me, I I need to see a Constantine cameo. Yeah, <laughs> who 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 do you cast as Swamp Thing? Uh, I was gonna say get Matt Ryan for Constantine. Uh, like oh yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan can play Constantine in perpetuity. Yeah, well he he also voices him in a lot of the animated stuff. Yeah, you know, so I'm like <laughs> he's perfect. Uh, but for Swamp Thing, it, you know what? It's gonna come down to the voice. Swamp Thing's got to be CG. You know, right? Of course. Um. I don't know, man, because it could. I don't mean it could be anybody, but you know. I mean, they can't get Sebastian Stan. I know that's. <laughs> I know you were thinking. That was my number one choice. <laughs> you cannot destroy the green. Yeah. The green is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go back and run my floral shop. <laughs> These teenagers need flowers <laughs> to resolve their conflicts uh, among each other. <laughs> I hope they bring Sebastian back for what if season two. I really, yeah, just give him his own episode. Yeah, Bucky's day off. <laughs> oh my god, he just deadpans the whole thing. Right. This is the best day ever. Now, I th- I think Swamp Thing is an interesting thing. No, no pun intended. For them to bring in because you have to be really careful with how you use them. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can't be in everything. You know? Right. This isn't fucking, you can't, this isn't like Batman. You can just throw him into everything. Yeah. Whatever threat they're going to uncover in in, uh, in the Lanterns show, it's got to be something crazy. Do you have any speculation about what that might be? Oh, man. Uh, it's too soon to do Dark Side. Yeah. Um,. And I wouldn't even, I would not even do any of like his lieutenants either. So no, no Cali back, no Steppenwolf, no Granny goodness. I, I honestly yeah. think Steppenwolf might just be off the table. Period. Yeah, I don't. It, 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 we may never get another Steppenwolf yeah. <laughs> again. Yeah. So hope you guys like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, go ahead and throw yeah. him that Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, where he was actually done justice. Right. League. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Rather than justice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's like, what could they find out there? Um, I don't know, man. Space is a big goddamn place. I mean, would you do like a, like a, one of the Lantern, like a Black Lantern type thing this early? Ooh, I mean, so here's the thing. That is extremely dark, but it is way early. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you got to kind of yeah. let the mythology kind of settle for right. a while. That's like some chapter three, chapter four yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, though, 
they have to build to dark side at some at point. some point, right? Yeah, and you uh, know when this thing's over with, and you know they have a ten year plan, so clearly dark side's got to be at the end of that. Yeah, we will be like fifteen years removed from, from Thanos, Thanos right. by then. Yeah. So I think that's enough. <laughs> Marvel gets super petty. We're gonna bring a fucking apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the like week before right um avengers 7 age of apocalypse age of apocalypse yes uh, hey I'm, I'm up for it I'll be oh the yeah me, me too you already know i'll be there yeah hell yeah like a no offense to oscar isaac but i, I would love to see like a proper apocalypse on the I, big screen I, they could get him back he, he wasn't the problem that's true yeah that's very true so in terms of like what the Green Lanterns could find, because they did specifically say that like they unravel a mystery that impacts like the greater part of chapter one. Right. What if they I don't know if they find like uh like parallax? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, that could be something, but that's you know, at the end of the day more of a Green Lantern problem than it becomes a uh, like a everybody problem, of course, but you know, kinda like a Green Lantern thing. Hell, but, uh, you know, they could. This all just clicked for me when you said that for some fucking reason. What if they go the Candor route and that's what they find? Because the Supergirl oh, movie is right after. That That's a good point. Yeah, that would be nuts. And that would be cause for, like, Superman to leave Earth. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys find what? I'll be right there. <laughs> you know, and that got me thinking, like, a little bit more because it's like, um, and, uh, the Dark Knight strikes not uh, strikes again. Dark Knight Master Race, uh, the 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 latest chapter. I move the book. The latest chapter and <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only the one. But, but yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah, there's only the one. <laughs> so Master Race uh, is not as good as you know Returns, obviously, but it is is definitely better than Strikes Again, way mm-hmm. better. But I the, think I would. I think I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like the main story behind that is uh, the city of Kandor. It's always been like this prop that Superman has kept in the Fortress of Solitude uh, because he's been trying to figure out a way to regrow the city to like its normal size because it's just like this shrunken down city in a jar. And that's kind of like been what it's been for for decades. Uh, But in that, they successfully uh, do do just that. They uh, regrow the city and bring it back to its normal size and all of its people, they're Kryptonians, and they are not good people. Right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, some, they make Zod look like a damn Boy Scout. Right, yeah. Because Zod actually was legit trying to protect the planet. And yeah, shit. in his own fucked up way. You These know? guys yeah. are like, nah, fuck them too. Right, fuck them too. <laughs> <laughs> That's yesterday's news. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and what I really dug about... Uh, about that book, Master Race, well, if one thing, it does sound like a Nazi book. Uh, you know, you can't just go around calling your book Master Race. Right. Frank, uh, Frank Miller, you know. <laughs> but uh, I used to really love Frank Miller, and then I found out just how much he really hates Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny uh, because I, I do want to have you on to discuss uh, one of, the, like, the most notorious books ever, All-Star Batman and Robin. Uh, so... Sometime down the line, I'm going to have you uh, have you read that. It's amazing artwork. It's all drawn by Jim Lee. Oh, so yeah. So that's well, great. And you know I'm a big fan. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that one. If you think that Dick Grayson's done dirty in other books by Frank I'm, Miller. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Injustice. And, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just the list goes on. 
Um, but yeah, so it would be cool to see like them battle like uh, residents of the city of Condor. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's so much they could do. There, there's a lot. I mean, th- there's there's nothing saying they can't do a, a Zod thing. Like they, mm-hmm. they could do Zod by then. It will be so far removed from Man of Steel. Yeah, from, from Man of Steel. You know, if we like for the end, not an All Star. Yeah, don't do that. But like they could they could have that. Like the Lanterns find like a fucking. Kryptonian ship and he's like frozen in there. Do like a reverse Captain America thing right. where it's like, hey, we found this guy frozen in ice. Cool, let's wake him up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh and then like you mentioned a little bit earlier, there is one more movie on the list, and that is uh, the Batman part two. Yep. Uh coming out October twenty twenty five. So they're gonna let Matt Reeves finish his trilogy. Yes. It is seemingly going to remain outside of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently they're also still going to do this fucking Joker 2 movie. Oh, I forgot about the Joker 2. Okay, so that's still, the musical thing is still going forward. Yeah. Okay. So, yuck. Okay. That's all I can say about that is, yuck. When is that supposed to come out? I think it's... next year. Okay. So, it's very possible that the only big DC release we're going to get in 2024 is Joker. Is that, unless, like... Aquaman gets pushed again. again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. At that point. Uh, yeah, no. So let's read between the lines a little bit. Mm-hmm. Based on what we're seeing here, obviously Aquaman's still around. Yes. Aquaman is after the reset. Yep. And they're saying that Aquaman leads into this. Yeah. You know? So, okay. Um, do you think Shazam is out? I think so. At least this incarnation of him. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I think that Shazam is, is going to be out. Um, they should do the version where, like, the family, like, combines to transform into him if they're going to do another one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, that, that would be, like, a, 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 at least a different approach for them to do that live action. And, you know, also, I don't know what room they have for Shazam right now. Right. Uh, and we don't even know what incarnation of the Justice League they eventually want to form. But, and that is kind of another interesting question, like, uh, because we probably at least get, like, the layout of the Justice League at some point during Chapter 1. You know, at least we can kind of piece together who they might use. Uh, what what seven would you want to see? Um, I definitely think Martian Manhunter is in, Cyborg is out. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a problem with Cyborg, but they're going to want to distance themselves from the DCEU. Yeah. Um, and so going with the new 52 lineup, probably not the best idea. Yeah. yeah. So I think you go Manhunter. Yep. Um, look, if they're going to get the Hawkman from Black Adam, then fucking put Hawkman in the lineup. I hope he can stick around. He was amazing. Yeah. That There's not even a... That's the best Hawkman we're ever going to get. <laughs> right. He was we, tremendous. We're not going to do better than that. Yeah. So please, for fuck's sake, let's let's try to keep something... From Black Adam. Yeah. Um, but we probably going to get that. So they don't know about Ezra Miller yet. They, that's one of the things they said as part of this. I'm still confused about that. How do we not know about Ezra Miller? Well, they, they said everybody really likes him as the Flash, and he said he was really sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that changed everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I could explain that to you. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Yeah. 
shit. I ain't know he was sorry about all that. <laughs> I like how like Justin Rowling got fired from like ninety different things for some shit that he maybe didn't even do. Not saying that I yeah. We're not saying we that. condone that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I no. Yeah. If he if, if yeah if he's guilty, whatever. Like fuck Justin Rowling, right? Like, but I just think it's hilarious that just on the accusation. Just a ruler got fired from, from like everything. 90 things. This man had to resign from a video game company, got fired off of a show where he plays both of the, the title right. characters His. And, and like 70 other people. <laughs> they got to hire a whole new voice cast to replace this man. Right. But like Ezra Miller is like knocking over a liquor store, beating up a couple, <laughs> stealing a couple of kids. Right. Like, and then there, he's like, listen. I had a real tough weekend. I love cocaine. I'm, my bad. And they're just like, well, cool, man. We are really glad that you came to your senses. Ezra, Ezra put that lighter down. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 So. That's the one thing. Like out of all out of everything that James Gunn has did, like you know Henry Cavill not coming back, you know, kind of you know raising the the DCE to the ground. Like I haven't I haven't really questioned anything that he's done. But being like Ezra Miller might still be on board, I've been like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many different ways you can get rid of that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I understand keeping him for the Flash movie. There's no changing that movie. Right. But moving forward from that, I don't know why you keep them. And apparently, they did not have to do very big changes to the Flash movie. Like apparently, they they changed like one or two little minor things. But apparently, it already kind of set this up pretty well. Yeah, uh, which makes me believe they're going to do a legitimate Flashpoint adaptation, as we said. But I don't know, man. So I I, I probably go. Obviously, you go Batman, Superman, right? Um, Wonder Woman. Well. If either you use Diana right off the rip, or you go Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Mm, okay. Or, yeah. or if you want to throw a wrench in the shit, you go uh, Kara. Yeah. Uh, so you go Bruce, Kara, um, Clark, and then Aquaman. Obviously, got to be in it. Um, I already said Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, you got to get. Uh, well, hell, you could uh, unless you're gonna kill one of them. Uh, you could put both of your lanterns in there. Oh shit! That's an interesting seven. But you got two yeah. Kryptonians and two, and two lanterns. Yeah, yeah. Somebody so, got to yeah. go. Yeah, but so there's a little redundancy there. So yeah. I don't know though. But I mean, I wouldn't. And hate potentially it. two Hulk people, you know. So well, I had to take them out to put the lanterns. in. That's true. Yeah, because yeah. we got to have the lanterns in there. Right. But I could see a scenario where one of the lanterns joins the Justice League and then the other one, you know, keeps the patrol. Right. So, and that that, make, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I could see that being a thing. Uh, I don't want them to kill one of them, at least not no, for don't, a while. Yeah, we don't need to do that yet. I mean, obviously, I would put Hal on the Justice League, and then maybe in the first big team-up movie, like the first Justice League movie, he kicks the bucket, and they and, he, and then uh, you mm. know John Stewart steps in to replace him. Right. I could see something like that. You know, then you got that whole like trauma you can do with him, where it's like I should have been here yeah. and all this stuff, and he wasn't there. I mean, yeah, I, it kind of writes itself. No charge for that, James Gunn. I'm right. just tossing it out there for you, <laughs> yeah. free. Uh, I think I go. Uh, I'm going to go with the Trinity. So Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. If they uh, can't get Gal Gadot, who do you get? Man, I need somebody stout. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, 
jeez, because I'm having a hard time. I do agree with your assessment. Like, I, 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 I never minded Gal Gadot. Right. Like, I thought that she uh, did a really good job with the role overall. Um, but you're right. She did have that model look to her instead of like the, 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 the battle warrior look. Um, I don't know. You have anyone in mind? Well, I mean, I, I named Rhea Ripley, obviously. Earlier, yeah. Like, although she doesn't really fit the aesthetic, but I mean, a lot of that's like stuff she does for the yeah. ring or whatever. Can't get Gina Carano. She's definitely out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, That's uh, no, no. That's, that's a, that's a no fly zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is tough. Um, honestly, like this is no better, but originally like before, um, you know, they kind of decided to just keep Sif around for unknown nonsense. Like Jamie Alexander. Jamie Alexander. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that is definitely tough. Um, shit. Uh, she, she's going to be too old by then, but a younger Gwendolyn Christie, like wow, definitely is could have played an Amazon. Yeah, maybe not her, but uh, maybe not Diana. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I it's that's a tough one. It, it is. It is like, and you know, um, it is interesting, man, because it's like, uh, you know, obviously I, I was a really big fan of uh, the Snyder Cut. And one thing that I really liked was that like all the Amazons look like they fucking. Like they they were Amazons, yeah. And then you have Gal Gadot, who you know, yeah, <laughs> who who didn't fit that aesthetic. And I forget who played Hippolyta, but I'm like, damn, even she put on a lot of muscle for yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gal just didn't have the frame, you know, to kind of pack on that kind of that kind of mass. That uh, was um, what's her name from uh, Princess Bride and uh, yeah. Unbreakable uh, and House of Cards. Uh, what's her name? Somebody's yelling it at their radio. I right know, now. I know. So, she was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm like, uh, so I feel like you kind of need somebody who can physically fit that that part who, like I said earlier, looks like a battle-hardened Amazonian warrior. I mean, this ain't CW, but, you know, they are going to want somebody that's attractive. Yeah. But let's just be honest. Like, and, and, and one woman is, all you know, classically attractive. Right. You know? So yeah, they're, they're gonna want that for all of these characters except for Swamp Thing, basically. Right, except <laughs> for you know. So yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, so I, I do the Trinity. Um, now, did you have the flashing in your lineup? I did not because Ezra Miller is up in the air. Yeah, um, that's why I said like I, I, I think I, I would do the Flash. I don't know if I go with Barry though, and for that I might go with Wally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's an interesting that's like a whole another conundrum that you run into. Mm-hmm. It's like is that a pun? Because Flash runs. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it wasn't, but it is now. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, speeding along here. Uh, you know, we just gotta we just gonna ignore that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how you go about that. Um, obviously, like you have to do something with. You have to have metahumans. You have to have a speedster involved in here somewhere. But, hey, I mean, what if they, you know, wait? What if they do a Chapter 2, Chapter 3 yeah. to, to bring in? You know, and then maybe by then you do Barry. Right now, we've got Ezra Miller's Flash. They're about to have a Flash movie. 
we just got done with like what seems like 11 T seasons on uh, yeah. uh, on CW. And nothing wrong with Grant Gustin. Yeah. I, nobody's issue with the Flash show has ever been Grant Gustin. Uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually thought he was a tremendous Barry Allen. So, yeah, I mean. I, he's a better Barry than, than uh, Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but, hey, maybe uh, I was going to say, you know, they could do the whole, like, Spider-Verse thing and go with, like, an older Peter Parker, like, doing the mentor thing mm. and then have – Grant Gustin play him, but Grant Gustin, when he's 50, he's probably still going to look 12. So. Right, yeah. So it's not going to fucking work <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, so you cast Stephen Amell as the older Barry. <laughs> and just still get Grant Gustin. Right, still just get Grant Gustin. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, no, I, yeah, it, that, that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Although, um, I will say that... Um, I would love uh, Caleb uh, McLaughlin mm-hmm. from Stranger Things. Things as Wally. I oh, think he would kill it. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could that could definitely work. Yeah. Or, uh, or even Aqualad, the, too. Yeah, or yeah, or Aqualad. Um but I already had him fan cast of the static. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. He he ain't really ripped enough to be Aqualad for me. That that is true because Aqualad's kind of stacked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's so another conundrum. Like, who do you get for Aqualad? Because that motherfucker's got to be John Boyega would have been great, but he can be like forty by the time that shit comes out. So it's also true. <laughs> also true. Um, he just walks on set. I should have got my damn stormtrooper arc. Right. <laughs> I was robbed. I was about to say, he was robbed like a motherfucker. He really was. Yeah. You know, he's got to wake up with that shit every day, man. Right. I wake up with it every day, and I'm not yeah. him. Right. <laughs> uh, but then I think to round out my list, uh, I do Hawk Girl. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll do Jon Stewart. So, very rem- uh, reminiscent of the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a. I didn't have a, a Aquaman in there, did I? Did yeah, I, I name think, six I, or seven? I think you gotta have Aquaman unless they're yeah. gonna kill him, which I doubt. See, I don't. I don't know. They they might pull something just because Jason Momoa. We know he's not done with DC. Uh, we know that Aquaman two technically kind of kicks things off to a degree. They could they could do something cool with him, where like because you know he was the reluctant joiner of the Justice League. Yeah, they could do something cool with him where where like because of the way everything shakes out, like he's the only person that remembers oh, everything. Yeah, and then he could be like the guy who puts the team together, right? You know, to kind of like honor what Bruce did for them. Yeah, like that would be a cool way for them to go. I don't know if Jason Momoa could pull off. That or anything else other than just looking and sounding cool. He's so, really good at those things. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> tremendous at those things. Uh, but, I mean, let's be honest. We're going to get him as Lobo. Right. And 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 uh, James Gunn has already said that he's not going to play two characters. Yeah, so they could kill him. Yeah. Um, That would be something. I mean, if they... I don't want them to kill off Aquaman before we see Aqualad, though. You know? Like I feel like we really need to see Aqualad have some kind of moment with uh, Aquaman, you know, and and then if they want to, they can kill off Aquaman. But, right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, anything in particular you want to see from uh, uh, the Batman Two? 
Uh, well, other than, oh, no, 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 I take it back. I other than it, what you already know about, take it which is uh, Matthew McConaughey as Mr. Freeze. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Stop putting that evil in the universe. I'm telling you, man, it, you you would love it. I would not love it. <laughs> I still it, actually think he would make a, a I, I, I legitimately think Matthew would make a phenomenal reverse flash. Oh, God. That would be horrifying. <laughs> right. No, I don't. Like, I do want that, but, like, I don't know if I'd be able to sleep anymore. <laughs> It'd be terrifying as fuck. It's like, we're always going to end up right back here, baby. <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> I'm just like, he's telling the truth. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. I don't know where you're going to go. But... Right. <laughs> Run, Barry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like it's not going to help, but. Right. You know, I'm gonna tell you, like, like they gotta eventually get to where they do a damn good reverse flash, and maybe they do in this uh, Flashpoint movie. But do we know of any like casting for that, or are they just gonna have Ezra play both of them? Ezra's playing two different versions of a Flash. We know that. Uh, we know they had. Um, I forget. I forget the the one. Uh, Sasha Kale, I think is her name, is uh, Supergirl. Um. Michael Keaton as, you know, old man Bruce. But besides that, we don't really know much of anything. Yeah. Um, but for sure, the other Flash has got to be reverse Flash. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, I think it's a pretty pretty easily unveiled secret uh, at, the, at this point. Uh, and I'm, I'm only, only like that idea... If once the reveal happens, we get like an actual actor who's playing Reverse Flash. Yeah, I don't want to see Ezra do both, where it's just like evil Barry versus good Barry. Yeah, you're gonna have to be really good to uh, to be- do better than Tom Cavanaugh did. Yeah, in uh, in the show, because like man, in that in first season, season one. Oh, oh my god, yeah, 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 he was tremendous. <laughs> he was. Uh, I would like to play. Uh, I would like to see uh, Aaron Eckhart that was mm-hmm. uh, Two Face. Yeah, yeah. He would have been a tremendous. Oh well. yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be horrifying. <laughs> yeah, they could do some really good, like pretty much anything. I think, like you just you have to to kill it with that character because he's one of the best villains. He is. I mean, you know, if you got anybody that's going to give like Kang a run for that his money on mm-hmm. the other side, it's got to be him. There you go again with the puns. <sighs> <laughs> I promise I am not doing these intentionally. Oh shit! I don't believe you. I just came down here to run down. The, okay, the all right. Now, see now, now you're pushing, and it. now you're just taking off with it. <laughs> all right, all right. I, yeah, you, you, you've you've ran your your race. You're, you're done here. All right. Well, if you're gonna speed force me into it, then. <laughs> god damn it! I'm gonna just go ahead and take off from here. All right. <laughs> I need us to reverse course <laughs> immediately. This has gone so far off the rails. Holy shit. It's like Kevin is here on the air with us. That's how far off the rails it has gone. <laughs> Kevin is reverse flash. It's like Kevin and Oz are here, actually. that That's how far that just went off the rails. Oz is reverse flash. I, I can see it. I can see it. Oz is reverse flash in the idea of, like, if the flash never ran, that kind of... <laughs> Wait until right when I take a drink of water. <laughs> To say this, <laughs> right in front of all of his really delicate ass equipment, you even somehow brought me on the show and I wasn't here. 
Hey, it's the DC right. multiverse, bro. That's right. right. You can just bring whoever. You broke the multiverse to make me laugh at that shit. <laughs> we, br- we we brought Hazmat Franklin in yeah, earlier. We did. I used my uh, my summon Kevin spell. I can use it once per long rest. And <laughs> yeah, he's going to yeah. be the villain in the Swamp Thing movie. Hazmat Franklin. Yeah, yeah. That, we've already decided. Yeah. Sounds about right. We know he's cooking up something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um... But uh, speaking of Kevin, it's almost like he's here. Uh, he did have this is a rarity. He actually had a good idea. Oh shit! And yeah, uh, he the one where you came on my podcast. <laughs> that was your idea. Uh, that was an insanely good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I have many good ideas. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, well, I'm trying to remember what his good idea was. Man, it's slipping now. <laughs> damn man, that, that just ran away from you. God damn it! Stop it! I'm, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the toot one more, and you get the toot. <laughs> but no, he suggested uh, Brian Cranston as Mister Freeze in the Batman sequel. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 Matt's not available, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for it. Son of a, you know what? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey would make it. He would make an interesting Two Face. I will give you that. That's also horrifying. Yes. I don't want. I don't want a Reverse Flash Matthew McConaughey. And I'm sure as fuck don't want Two Face Matthew McConaughey. You need your Two Face to be terrifying. That's true. That's true. Admittedly, between those options, I feel like a Matthew McConaughey Two Face would be fascinating. Yeah. Well, Whose fucking idea was for Matthew McConaughey Mister Freeze? That would be me. <laughs> He's been putting that evilness into the universe. And I no, wish no, no, he would. No. We like Mr. Freeze. We're not trying to bastardize <laughs> <All> right. him. <laughs> right. Nothing but, but really mm. bad puns. Yeah, yeah. He just says you'd be a lot cooler if you did. A lot. <laughs> Go to bed. I need it, man. I need it. Go to bed. I just think I think he would kill it. God damn it. <laughs> Batman shows up. He gives him this long, drawn-out monologue. It has nothing to do with fucking anything. Right. Yeah, he just plays like a, a version of uh, himself from Interstellar and True Detective. He gets to the end of it. He's like, I froze Gotham 12 minutes ago. I've just been stalling this whole yeah. time. <laughs> God damn it. Some bitch. Okay. Um, Where were we? We derailed Yeah, we so derailed hard. so hard. We were talking about uh, the, the Batman part uh, two. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually really do think they're going to go with a. Uh, like an animated series style, Mr. Freeze for yeah. the villain. And we're all just assuming that they're going to do Mr. Freeze. I, I think that the internet has collectively willed this thing into existence. We I know it's not going to be the Joker, which I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of that decision. Yeah. Honestly, man, like uh, Matt Reeves also did such a good job with that first one. I'm very excited to see what they do with the second one. I'm glad we got a release date. Yeah. And as we all know, though, those can change. Uh-huh. But I think that this one's pretty solid. I mean, so, I, I don't know, man. I, do you think they keep that kind of similar tone to the first one? Or you think, due to the way the first one ends, that they do a kind of large, like, tonal shift with this one? Uh, from what I can understand, I think we're going to keep a similar tone. The the They're going with the, the crime noir theme for this trilogy. Um. Which, you know, also leads me to believe that they can also get a little fantastical with it, too, though, you know? So, I've been trying to will Clayface into existence uh, for one of these Batman movies. 
Uh, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, and terrifying. Clayface scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he he is just awful to look at, and uh, so I think that he'd be a, a lot of fun, uh, and he would be like a great murder murder mystery type thing. Like who is who is the Clayface? Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, what's most likely is definitely um, uh, Mister Freeze. Obviously, we're gonna get Penguin back. Yeah. I mean, and I believe that that HBO thing is still going on with him. Yeah, they're, they're still, still doing, doing the uh, yep, still doing the TV show, which it hasn't been announced yet on the slate, which is interesting. But they said it's still moving forward. So yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell did yeah just a tremendous job. So I I can see him kind of being the scarecrow here, where he just hangs out the whole trilogy. Yeah, I can see that too, and that makes sense for the Penguin, especially right. Uh, so. Caleb, um, you've already kind of uh, told us your top three most anticipated, but uh, kind of tell us again, what, what three projects are you looking forward to the most? Well, if James Gunn directs this Superman movie, mm-hmm. it could be the definitive Superman movie. Yeah. And it really needs to be for this to kick off. Like, I, I want that for them. Um, obviously, I'm excited about uh, Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. even though I don't really want to put up with Damien. But... <laughs> Them going with the with the Grant Morrison run, yeah. I mean, I I can't be mad at that. Right. And then Supergirl is my number three for sure because yeah. if they do Kara right, I mean, she's got such an incredible story to tell. So it's all going to come down to casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all going to come down to writing. James Gunn can't write all of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully his team of people is as good as he says they they are. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, he can get Greg Berlanti'd out real fast. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, Kevin. My number one rule with all of this was like, Greg Berlanti is not allowed to anywhere near any of this shit. <laughs> and Peter Dix. Yeah. Yeah. He meant John Peters. Yeah. No, I said what I said. <laughs> I said that I, I would... not stutter. I said I would take John Peters just slightly over Greg Berlanti because we would get to see somebody fight a giant spider. That's it. That's his one point he has over Greg Berlanti. Oh. I'll give you that. <laughs> So, uh, my, my top three uh, are, are of no surprise. Uh, uh, Batman and Robin, Brave and the Bold. I mean, that's, yeah. I, as soon as I saw that announcement and I saw the, the Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and and just like you, I'm super hyped to see a live action Damian Wayne. Uh, mm, yeah, I, you know. I don't think that's what I said, but. <laughs> um. I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. Uh, the Batman Part 2. Okay. It's almost like I'm a Batman fan or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, man, I think my third one will probably have to be uh, the Green Lantern TV show. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some good shit here. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, there's still more to come. This is just what they wanted to announce right now. Right. So, Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. You got any uh, final closing thoughts on this? No. Um, you know, James Gunn has a, a, a massive budget to play with and Kevin Feige-level powers. And he studied under the man himself. Uh, he's already said mm-hmm. that, you know, he he's seen the mistakes that Marvel made and he's doing his best to not make those mistakes. Um, so if he comes out the gate, man, and, 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 and nails this first chapter... Uh, they can really get something going here. It's going to be 2025. 
which means that this is going to be releasing in the midst of Marvel's Phase 6. Yeah. Um, we're going to be full tilt, Kang, Secret Wars, right. and everything else going on. So you're going to have to come out of the gate because, uh, you know, we don't know yet, but if what we've seen so far about Phase 5 is any indication, Marvel's going to be back to at least, maybe not red hot, but they at least going to be pretty warm. Yeah, they're going to have some some strong upward momentum. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'll be honest, like, uh, at least for me personally, like, a lot of that's going to really ride on the success of Ant-Man 3. I've never been excited for an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And yet, here I am. It's very similar to this. Yeah. I've never been excited for a Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's that same thing. It's like, yeah. all right, coming out the gate into Phase 5, you got to wash that bad taste of Phase 4 out. Mm-hmm. You've got to come out with this palate cleanser. Obviously, these guys have, and, and it is very similar here, too. They've got Guardians 3 in their pocket. They know that's going to work. Yep. They've got it sitting there. So even if Ant-Man's terrible, it's like, well, but here's some uh, Guardians right, 3. Yeah. Right around the corner is, is Guardians 3. Yeah, and, and, you know, they've got the same thing here. They've got, okay, well, we're going to come out with a Superman movie. Uh, all right, well, you didn't love that. Well, here's some Batman. As right. a matter of fact, here's two different Batmans. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a Bat kid. And a Bat kid. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole, but he's here. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it, obviously like, they've got the fail-safes built in, but, like, for, for them to really get the momentum they want, this whole slate that, you know, we can't have any any scragglers in there. Right. You can get one or two. Marvel got by with a bunch even before Phase 4. Yeah, uh, but they had built up a lot of credit before they really started creeping in. Right. You know? And, and this, this chapter one needs to be solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And uh, we're asked, like, even, you know, if uh, not everything in Marvel Phase 1 or 2 were great, that was our first time seeing anything like that. Yeah. So maybe subconsciously we gave a lot of passes, but we also got some really excellent shit. Yeah, it and, wasn't yeah. bangers only, but like the, other than Iron Man 3, there's not a real stinker in there either. No, no, there's not. And yeah. like I was talking with Kevin about yesterday, I said, man, in 2014 we got Guardians and uh, Winter Soldier in the same fucking year. Yeah. I'm like, that was fantastic in the midst of Phase 2. And I was, so I was like, if if... Either Marvel or DC can replicate that success, not just in terms of like how much money those movies made, but in how tonally different those movies are and how successful they are in the eyes of the fans and the critics. We're going to have a really fun war going on. Also, you know, can you tell a, a cohesive story and keep that running? Because that's also probably the other like real big area where Phase 4 slipped with Marvel is... None of this feels like it's leading into anything. Right. All of these properties seem like they're just very slightly connected via these Easter eggs. They don't. They they feel disjointed. Start telling me a story in uh, Superman and mm-hmm. lead that shit all all through Lanterns and everything, and lead up to this big finale. You know, whatever you're gonna do. Right. Like, give me a reason in Superman to come back and see the next thing. You know. Uh, Waller doesn't have to be something to do with what's going on in Superman, but it needs to be close, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of that really quick, I am really interested to see Amanda Waller, man. She might be the most powerful entity in DC because she's been in, like, every iteration of the DCEU. Right. You know, and uh, she's going to continue to be there. I mean, we've seen her in, in Black Adam, We've seen her in Peacemaker. We've seen her in both Suicide Squad movies. Uh, So, yeah, uh, 
I guess we just we just gonna have to ignore some shit with with that. <laughs> yeah, that that post credit scene that never happened. Yeah, yeah, it never happened. Yeah. Well, like, it happened, but like the smoke just comes down and yeah. that's it. Like, <laughs> right? Like Henry Cavill never walks out of the smoke. <laughs> They're going to pull a George Lucas and go, whoever they get for the new Superman, they're going to yeah. go CG him in. Oh, They're going to edit shit. it on HBO Max. Yeah. Or they just put in Shazam. Yeah. King Shark. <laughs> right. King Shark. <laughs> Black Adam's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> He's like, okay, I didn't know you guys were going to send this fucking street shark. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I relent. Yeah. All right. You win, Waller. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all guys. That's man. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm good here too. Uh, but I am really looking forward to this, and uh, I know a lot of you guys listening are as well. Uh, so let us know what you guys think. If you haven't already, be sure to check out an Evolve Review. Also, that is an amazing podcast. Uh, keep plugging it because he keeps making some some bomb ass shit over there, uh, making me step my game up. I gotta and, stir it up, man. Yeah, and and I don't like working hard, so I feel conflicted about that. <laughs> <laughs> but be sure to check that out. Uh, what do you have coming up here uh, for uh, with uh, End of Our Review? Well, you know, next week uh, I got this guy on that I can't mm. really get off the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, I'm contractually obligated to keep having him back. So, uh, but he's he, like a really great guest. Yeah, and, something yeah. like that. But yeah, so you're coming on. <laughs> Um, and then uh, after that, so right, right now we're in the middle of our uh, Last of Us coverage. That's keeping us pretty busy for the next six weeks. Uh, so you're going to be coming on. The homie Oz is going to be coming on. I probably will do something similar to House of the Dragon mm-hmm. and kind of have like a big finale, you know, and, and yes. do something special again with that because like that was really well received and it was fun to do. Um, hopefully this time uh, the technical limitations will not exist that existed when we did that. <laughs> Unless you buffer in person, I don't think that uh, should be an issue. That was a that was a huge deal, but I, I do feel <laughs> like we will have to bring a couple people in remote for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just kind of see uh, what the studio is looking like six weeks from now. I'm right. hoping it'll be revised. Uh, we will be making our return to a video format hopefully in the next like two months or so. Nice. So uh, I'm really excited for that. Really excited to get the setup in there and get it all looking good. Um, and then of course you know uh, we're going to end season six with our uh, our villains episode. I am really looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. So I've already started to kind of structure like what that's going to look like and everything. And so yeah man uh, that's that's probably the rest of our season six Uh you know, and and honestly, like thanks to uh, HBO for uh, putting the Last of Us out there and, and giving us the great content to talk about. So yeah, I mean honestly, uh, you know, on our end, obviously we have Ant Man two coming out. Uh, I believe February seventeenth is the uh, nationwide release date. Uh, but also before that, I wanted to do an episode for the MCU similar to the episode that Kevin and I did yesterday. Uh, for the DCEU, but really looking looking at the meteoric success of phases one through three, what went wrong with phase four, and what needs to happen for phase five. So just kind of another in-depth analysis of what we've gotten uh, versus uh, what we hope to see now in the future. And uh, yeah, needed to do that before uh, Ant-Man 2. So if you're not doing anything, I might have you on for that one as well. Yeah, I mean, we got two weeks till Ant-Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm already on, uh, coming on for that. Yes. Uh, did the homie Joe confirm whether he's... I need to get with him. He gave me a soft yes. Okay. So, and you know, I mean, that's enough consent for me. I'm joking, guys. That was a joke. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. 
You said yes that one time, so it counts. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, it would be great to have him. Yeah, I would love to have him on for that, especially since that typically isn't his type of movie. Yeah, if if he likes that movie, they did their job. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't give a single shit about space or Ant-Man. Right. So. I, yeah. That's what I was surprised to hear, that he was even going to go see this movie. Yeah, well, you know, he, he hasn't really got to go hang out at a movie you know, yeah. in a while. So it's true. Uh and so, yeah, those are like two of the uh, the big episodes we have coming up. Uh, the homie Oz doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to have him on also really soon to discuss Howard the Duck, the, the classic uh, 1980s uh, movie, one of the first Marvel movies uh, to ever come out. And uh, I'm sure that Oz might love it. Yeah. Oz, yeah, he might legitimately love it. If, if he so. does, I can't wait for uh, you guys to watch the David Lynch Dune movie. Oh, you mean the one that you and I are going to watch? No, no, I actually, uh, I went ahead and uh, had the contracts modified to where I was actually going to be doing that. Cause, uh, I'm going to be talking to my lawyers about that. I will only show up for that if he is also here. I refuse to, to suffer through that without at least two <laughs> people here to absorb the, the suckage of that film. C- consider it done. And again, Oz might love it. He might. But, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, that's honestly that kind of why I want him there is because like, I think this surpasses what he could even consider a decent film. Because I think it's worse than Aragon, and he doesn't like Aragon. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, should he watch the, uh, the the new Dune first or the old one first? No, no, no. You definitely got to watch the uh, old one first. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, because it might spoil some things even if it gets it completely wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah you definitely got to watch the old one first. That's fair. That's fair. Because the new one's tremendous. Yeah. You don't want to go from the new one to the old one. Gotcha. And, and honestly, the old one is so bad, you're not going to know what the fuck's going on anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's what we have coming up, guys. And uh, hopefully all you homies are really excited about that. So a lot of cool shit and coming down the pipeline. And also, check out Tavern Notice Board. Uh, that is Oz's podcast. And it is also, you guessed it, really fucking good. Uh, the guy knows his Dungeons and Dragons. And, yeah, and on top does. of that, right now he's covering uh, The Legends of Vox Machina, um, season two. And uh, I'm actually recently caught up on that. It's a really good fucking show. Have you seen any of that yet? I have seen absolutely none of season two. As a matter of fact, both of the guests that he's had on for uh, for his reviews for that, uh, shout out to both Lauren and Shelby. Um, they're like, hey, have you listened to the episode? I'm like, I ain't even watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm really slipping on that, and I really need to get on it. So I love season one. I yeah. just haven't. I guess like I just got to be in a certain mindset for it. I just haven't been there. So yeah, I get it. I get it. They uh, they step it up for season two, and so I've really been enjoying it so far. They got that Amazon money. They do. Yeah. You know, every time Amazon puts out a show, like the the gods flip a coin. Right. Yeah. What's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> and it is either like the best thing you've watched, or it's like. Just absolute dog shit. Yeah, are are you gonna get uh, you know the, the the boys, or you know, or Invincible, or are you gonna get Rings of Power? <laughs> God damn. Or Wheel of Time. You hate to hear it. You hate yeah. to hear it. Uh, but this is gonna be all for this one, guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, uh, just as promised, this is a quick breakdown. Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah, a little quick, little yeah. quick, quick breakdown. Yeah. Of the latest DCU slate. This is a shorties episode. Yeah, uh, clearly this is a shorties. Uh, you know, just a, a brief, a brisk two hours and twenty two <laughs> minutes. You know, <laughs> but 
But that's going to be all for this one, guys. Thank you again for listening in. And if you guys have any questions, comments, skills, threats, food supplies, hit us up at superherohomies at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets. We're always active, live, and listening. Uh, that's going to be all for this one, but we will see you guys again soon. But until then, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I'm Superhero Homie Caleb. Till next time.